0: What is up everybody, welcome to the Art of Human podcast, the podcast dedicated to celebrating humanhood via insightful, uni- oh, oh my bad, that was the old introduction. The introduction is actually the podcast dedicated to discussing the essence of living a happy, healthy life via perspective and knowledge from human beings of all walks of life. I hope you enjoy Sincerely, your host so yeah for those of you who have been tuning in to the art of human podcast for a little while now you might know that when i started this project i would actually give an introduction before each podcast episode i stopped doing that and i've changed the introduction quite a few times And um, (laughs) here I am giving an introduction to the podcast episode. For whatever reason, I feel like doing it. And also just kind of talk to you guys a little bit about what's going on in my mind as the host to The Art of Human. So, of course, we recently have changed the introduction, the mission statement to discussing the essence of living a happy, healthy life via perspective and knowledge from human beings of all walks of life. So I'm really excited, going to put definitely a lot more emphasis on that, talking about happiness um, and talking about being happy and healthy. And I think there's a lot of different variables and perspective and knowledge that hopefully could be super beneficial and insightful for you guys as listeners. But just please um, just bear in mind that I am still very new at this whole podcast hosting thing and I'm still trying to refine the idea and every podcast episode that I record Either by myself or with the guest, it's all a learning process. So definitely a lot, a lot of changes probably to come. But it's always with the objective of making this more eloquent, more enjoyable, more authentic, and um, yeah, just more entertaining for you guys. So thank you for tuning in. Um, I'm a it I know during the podcast that I recorded, I I basically give an introduction to the guest, but. Very quickly, his name is Kevin Falcon, and he happens to be my cousin. It's a fascinating conversation, and this podcast goes for a little over two hours, but it's because we were in such a heavy flow state. We are just so immersed in the moment. But without further ado, you guys, I hope you enjoy this podcast. Oh, oh, uh, and my name's Sapien. You know, as the host, I should probably say, I am your host, Sapien, and I hope you enjoy. So... I go by Sapien. I don't know. When we do the podcast, you'll probably hear people say Christian because that's like my actual name. But, you know, the pseudonym Sapien just kind of fits the profile or the the kind of theme of the art of humans. So, okay, okay. That's it. That's it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> And last thing, um, if you wanted to know a little bit of highlights with regard to like what this podcast is going to be about, because I did just say that it's like two hours long, so it's like, huh, that's kind of a big commitment. Uh, well, first off, you don't have to listen to the whole thing, or you could consume it in little chunks and bits, you know. I don't know how far your car commute is to work or whatever, but, you know, this could be like a drive to work and drive back or whatever, you know, just some ideas. But basically, me and Kevin... You know, because we are family, we talk about very kind of intimate things. Uh, Kevin shares a lot of about his family. He's a father. He has a family. So a lot of the podcasts we discuss just kind of some of the elements that goes into having a healthy relationship with other human beings. You know, different types of relationships, whether it's romantic as a father, as a, you know, just a lot of different elements with regard to having healthy relationship. We also talk about mental health. We talk about the subconscious and um, having gratitude for some of the most um, actually sophisticated things that go on around us, but it happens so effortlessly. So we talk about gratitude. Um, wow, we, I mean, we, t- we just talk about a lot of stuff, but that's the main stuff. Relationships, um, gratitude, and really we talk about happiness and healthy you know, talking about what makes us healthy, happy, right? So that is it, guys. Hope you enjoy. So I do that just so you can sync it. Later on, I can sync the audio
1: with the video. Yeah, so that's that's why they use the little thingy in, in Hollywood, dude.
0: Yeah, I guess they do.
1: They have the, it has the the running numbers on it and then they can at the same exact time.
0: All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Art of Human podcast. uh, Second podcast recorded on video here. And uh, yeah, so again, we've changed the slogan to discussing the essence of being a happy human being via perspective and knowledge from human beings of all walks of life. And so, yeah, hopefully we'll we'll have a good conversation here about being a happy human being, struggles, life perspective, relationships. I don't know. We're just doing human talk right now. Oh, Anything God. goes. Um, Guys, we have a very special guest. His name is Kelvin, Kevin Falcon. He's my cousin. Uh, so we've known each other since I was born. Uh, how old are you, Kevin?
1: I am 32 years old.
0: So he's 32. I'm 23. I'm about to turn 24 next month. So Kevin's always been like... That kind of older cousin, right? So, it's like, what, six, se- seven years difference? <laughs> well, like six, a, seven years. But, so like a senile cousin or what? No, it's just it's just that older cousin. When you were super young, I was like, he's kind of like that dude who had the PS2 and you just like, you didn't have that shit. He's the one who had the rated R video games and like, you had to ask permission to play. Like, he's just that cousin who was doing that high school shit when you were still in elementary school and you're just like, what the fuck's that shit like? I
1: just, I just want to say to my, my aunt, um... I did not make them do anything bad. I mean, just because I had rated M games or, you know, I could watch rated R movies when they came to the house. I, you know, made sure I still respected your rules. Thea. I love you.
0: (laughs) Um, But yeah, guys, it's uh, Kevin's been a part of my life pretty much since the beginning. He grew up in Fontana. I grew up in Lake Elsinore. So it's just about a 30, 40 minute commute. And, uh, yeah, but but the thing, the unique thing, and I'm just hoping to build context for you guys. um, As I've gotten older, we've been starting to spend a bit more time together. When I was about 14, 15, sophomore in high school, Kevin would come over from Fontana. He would come to Lake Elsinore, pick up me and my brother. My brother's only about a year older than me. And then he would take us back to his house, and we would hang out for the weekend. We would go hiking. We would go uh, we try to go go-karting. I don't think we did. We try no, to do indoor go-karting. That, that, that you
1: guys are too young. I, I couldn't sign off on you or something like that. <laughs> That's right. I wasn't but, a legal guardian, so I didn't have consent to risk your life in an indoor cart. But.
0: Exactly. But <laughs> hopefully you get the pictures. Like Kevin would, would come and pick us up and, you know, to to just, you know, he, he really tried from early on to, like, build the relationship with me and my brother. And I've always appreciated that. And then now that I've just recently graduated college, I, I have a lot more freedom and time. And so now our relationship is starting to, to get closer again. Uh, but yeah, Kevin, tell, tell me and the listeners a little bit about who Kevin Falcon is.
1: Uh, I'm 32 years old. I'm a Pisces. Um, was born in Germany. Uh, lived in Georgia, uh, several parts of Southern California. Uh, my father was in the military. Uh, he served 20 years, uh, in the in the U S military. So, uh, like my brother, who's eight years older than I am, uh, actually had to move around a lot more than I did. But, but, uh, I mean, just kind of having that experience is pretty cool. Um, it's a little military brat. So it's kind of, when it's funny when you said, uh, when you said, um, that, you know, kind of like from Fontana or whatever, I mean, we moved there in 2000 and then, you know, I lived there for like several years. I mean, that's the longest place that we live, but sometimes I feel like I'm from Georgia because, you know, that's my earliest memories really, you know, cause, uh, I had kindergarten through halfway through third grade there. So, you know, we, we have friends and family that we still talk to from Georgia, um, that, you know, thanks to social media, makes a lot, everything a lot easier. Um, but, <clears throat> yeah I mean, I'm a, currently a, a warehouse worker for BMW. I have a wife that I've been with since 2006 been married to since 2009. Um, How old were you in 2006? 2006, oh 18 18 yeah so it was uh we originally dated uh, me and her uh, when we were both 15. Um, she had she wanted to go to homecoming and she didn't have a date. So I guess the first like two people that she asked told her no. <laughs> <laughs> so so one day uh, she was it was during her tennis practice and, um, I remember her like coming over and just like kind of like begging and, like, slash, like, annoying me to go with her to homecoming because she wanted to go. The only way that she can go is if she went with someone.
2: Mm.
1: And so, finally, I kind of caved. I had already told another person that I wasn't going to go. Mm. And I told them, no, that I don't want to be their date. And then, you know, she did that. And then, and then I was like, oh, okay, like, <laughs> I'll go, I guess. So, uh, which was, it was nice because um once, once we made it official that we were going to go together, we started ch- chatting more on the phone, um, didn't really text much back then. Mm. So uh, phone calls. Yeah, uh, for for you younger listeners, uh, cell phones weren't really that good when uh, <laughs> when I was in high school. <laughs> uh, we still had uh, you know flip phones. Uh, like a few people had Sidekicks, which were like those were like for heavy texters. Mm. But other than that, like the the data was still not unlimited. Uh, phone calls you could only uh, if you had a cell phone. It was, like, from 7 to 7, 7 at night to 7 in the morning where the minutes were free. Other than that, you know, you would have to, like, wait for the weekend to have free minutes. Uh, texting sometimes had charges depending on what type of plan your family had. So, you know, we still, you know, had to memorize people's phone numbers. You know, again, <laughs> yet- <laughs> I do feel like that older cousin now. <laughs> no, but... Um, but yeah, like, uh, you know, I would call her house and we started talking a lot more, started hanging out a lot more in, in, in class. We started developing uh, feelings for each other. And uh, it's it's kind of weird to say this, I bet at 15, when we, we shared our first kiss during the song, I Like the Way You Move by Big Boy uh, from Outcast, And I I still remember it like vividly. And like, I had really strong attraction to her like before that, like just building up to this date you know like me and her started getting closer and closer and then when i finally got to kiss her like i knew it was love hmm. and uh even though like we had broken up in while we were in high school it was basically like high school was almost ending you know she she was moved she moved uh, to different a uh, different city um but like she came back into the fontana area and you know, like a friend was like, hey, you know, L- Liza's back. And we're like, what? And so, you know, we started talking again and it just kind of like started off how it did, how it ended. But uh, I mean, not I didn't mean like a bad way. Like, you know, babe, I love you. <laughs> um, <clears throat> no, but I mean, it, it's its like my heart never stopped loving her or yearning for her or like, you know, its it was you know i heard that she was back i had always thought about her even though she had seen other people i had seen other people so i mean you see it in romantic movies and it's kind of like oh i don't know what i'd do in that situation and in real life it sucks but i mean you know it that's that's pretty much us like been together ever since and we've had our trials and we've had successes and we have this little apartment that we're in now. This, these are actually her paintings. I want to shout those out. Um, <laughs> if you're watching the video, uh, you know that's a little poodle she did with uh, with my son. They went on a little paint night date. That's one that she did with her friends and stuff. You know, so yeah, she's uh, definitely more artistic than I am. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, other than that, I have three kids. Um, my oldest is going to be 13 this year. My middle child just turned eight and my youngest is going to turn three this year. So we've had them five years apart each. And uh, that is like a big, huge learning experience. Especially because right now, because we have a teenager then we have that bratty middle child and then we have this third child. He's the youngest and he definitely has that young, the youngest kid syndrome. And he definitely is going through the worst terrible twos that we've, we've experienced out of these three kids. So I love them all to death and they're all freaking geniuses in their own right. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much me. Um, Father of three, uh, husband of one. (laughs) 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 But yeah, that's,
0: that's- I actually, I was gonna say, why did you guys particularly have them five years apart, like purposely?
1: No, uh, our first kid we had when we were nineteen. So got together back, back together in two thousand six. We had Andrew. He was born November of two thousand seven, and uh, I mean, for Mia, uh, five years after, I think it was kind of like, okay, let's go ahead and try. Um, and for noah he was definitely not planned i blame that one on my wife I'm just going <laughs> to let you guys know it's not my fault um she's she's going to i don't know how many people listen to the podcast but she's not going to like that part but um <laughs> but no like we 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 kind of like joke about that and then she like you wanted him i'm like what the hell like no that was your fault you know and so but, uh, yeah, it was definitely not planned for five years apart. I mean, because it, kind of, it kind of sucks. I mean, you you have a kid that's not in diapers for, like, a few years, and then you have another kid that's in diapers, and you get rid of diapers, and then, again, diapers come back mm-hmm. into your life. And, again, if you've ever had a kid, you know the struggle. In Especially if you're a good parent, if you're a shitty parent, like, there's a lot of people out there, like, never see their kids or don't have to actually, you know, they don't experience the struggle because they don't give a damn, you know. Mm-hmm but that's a whole another thing. But, um, like, you know, being a parent, you're dealing with the struggle and now, you know, like, I don't know if it was a good idea to have them five years apart. Cause for a little while there, you got that age gap and you know, you and your brother, you know, close. And, you know, I, I get to see you guys like, you know, you both graduated high school. It was like one right after the other. And then, you know, you both graduate college and it was right after the other, and, you know, one year and then one year. And it's like, it's, it's awesome. And you guys, you guys can have this bond and you guys can share friends, you know? But it was like when me and my brother, you know, he was eight years older than I was. He turned 13, I was freaking five. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it it's, it's this like, it's this, this huge gap where like I idolized him. And even though he was a dick to me a lot of the times, you know, and, and like as I got older, I was like, holy shit, he did that? Like, goddamn, dude, <laughs> what kind of um <clears throat> but and, and um there there is that gap, and you know, you see he has his friends, then I have mine, and we're completely different. And then for a while you fight like cats and dogs, and not 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 it's not because like, oh we spend too much time together or we're too similar, it's there's that huge age gap, dude. Like mm-hmm. and that's what we're experiencing right now. Like, my son is heading straight into his teenage years, and he's already had that teenage attitude. Mm. And now he has two annoying little siblings. And that is, like, the worst for him. Like, he gives me my wife attitude because he's annoyed with his two little siblings. So, you know, definitely do not plan it out that way. If you if you do not have a kid right now, I'm telling you right now... <laughs> space them closer together like i think i don't know because from personal experience i've seen other people where like they've had kids and yeah they're like only a year a you're a year apart or two years but they're not close mm-hmm. you know but i think you have a better chance and more peace if there's like of similar age i mean yeah it would be a heavier burden on you financially but i think it's just it might be a little bit less stressful if you know, because again, I have a teenager that's dealing with the two-year-old. Yeah.
0: Oh, excuse me.
1: And in no way, you know, in no way do, do like do we want to force him to like be the other adult in this house because yeah. he's just a kid. So you know, yeah, don't 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 space him out. Uh, that's my advice on that.
0: Yeah, the the thought that I'm having after you said all that, because that you know, like you yeah, said, it, it you No, no, you're good. I love it. <laughs> I talk a lot so i'm I'm appreciating just listening um but I was gonna say is I know you said that your kids were five years apart, and you're kind of suggesting that having them closer together is like more beneficial yeah, but because in your situation everything was pretty spontaneous right in terms of when you had them
1: kinda <laughs>
0: I think i in my opinion. I've said this on the podcast and there's just kind of an ideology that I've developed which I feel has benefited me in my life which is like I don't believe anything's like inherently bad or good. Yeah. And so I feel like in the immediate future maybe in these early years especially while the first you know Andrew's not an adult yet you know once he leaves the college then that's going to change the dynamic maybe alleviate certain things. But I think in the in the the future I think in a way there's going to be a cool benefit to having the kids different ages because then they have like these role models who are further ahead in their life who they can use as a reference or who they could get like cool advice from the same way that the same way that like I get advice from you. You're like seven years older than me. Like that's really cool. That's something that Andrew will be doing to me of and then,
1: you know, down the chain. So Uh, I think I I really hope so. (laughs) 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 No, it's uh, a, we had, me and my wife had a discussion with Andrew not too, not too long ago, like like the other night. And, you know, we, we were telling him like, you know, we we know that they may bug you, but we don't want you guys to like be at each other's throat or hate each other. You know, you guys have to always be there for each other, and and that's what that's what I appreciated about my brother. When I when I started getting older, you know, I got to the uh, I got to the, like an, a, like a more appropriate age to where um, we could have a more adult conversation, and you know, Edwin he doesn't talk much. And, like, even though, like, we, we like, me, my, mine and mine and his conversa- uh, conversations are like mostly right now at this level, we, we contact each other almost every day. Uh, it's mostly through memes, like, you know, tagging each other on Facebook, or he'll post on my wall, or I'll tag him on something. And then that's how we share our love with each other, mm-hmm. or, you know, our personal messages, you know, uh, you know, might like see like a news article or something someone else posted. And we're kind of like, check this idiot out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, we have that in, in, you know, for like through our personal messages or like some like we have this like thing about like people's calves where like, you know, sometimes it's 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 mind blowing how there's just like someone who is like, I don't know, like a 300 pound dude. And, and you're looking at this guy and he's like 300 pounds and he's wearing shorts and he's obviously has, you know, fat all over his body. But for some reason, the calves are ripped, dude. Like there's, there's like a, it's like a 2% body fat, like lower leg. And there's like veins popping out and they're just built like they're like a bodybuilder. And you're just like, how the hell do you get these calves? So that's like one thing, like, you know, I, I uh, today I ended up sending him a picture of this one 70 uh, year old dude. Like he had to be in his seventies at least. And I sent him a picture of this dude's calves. <laughs> I was like I was like, dude, check this out. He's in his seventies. And my brother just sends back, bastard, you know, like <laughs> uh, but you know, like that that's that's our 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 relationship um in a nutshell. Like we have we'll have a deep conversation rarely, um, but you know, that that's I mean, but like I mean, but we've had them and they're they've stuck into my head. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're like burned into my memory because, you know, since my father was in the military, if he was like gone for training for a week or so or a month and this one time uh, he had to go to Korea, he was there for a whole year, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, I had no one else to look up as a male figure. Like I had my brother and even though like he might have had his friends around him or, you know, stuff like that or sometimes would just like disappear, you know, <laughs> again, there's eight year difference so he wanted to go do his teenage stuff and he's like oh you're gonna go play with your friends all right i'll see you i'll see you at night like what the hell so it's like when my mom was working or something you know Mm -hmm. he's supposed to be taking care of me but he was just gone doing his shenanigans so (laughs) but you know again there's this time there's like different things like uh different memories i have with my brother you know, of uh, that are like really wholesome, really good. I have you know the the horrible memories of him being an older brother and being a dick or whatever. But I mean, I, I I do appreciate the relationship that we do have. You know, we we do talk about stuff. We share you know certain like annoyances with each other or like you know just different random things. So not the closest, but it's a good relationship, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah and then when you <laughs> said that, um, what came to my mind. Was because I read the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. I read that book maybe like now it's been like two years. Yeah. And I've never been one to like read too much, but that book just really attracted me, like the title. And I guess this was like two or three years ago. So I want to not give a fuck about this. Yeah. Like I was like, I want to live a fucking happy life. And then so I read this book. (laughs) It's like one of the first books in my life where it was like start to finish. I read it all. Yeah. And like, I mean, I I really absorbed pretty much everything.
1: By the way, reading is very important, people. So... (laughs) (laughs)
0: But there was a a specific part in the book that the author, his name's Mark Manson. He actually talks about the relationship with his brother. Yeah. And he was saying, have you read the book? No, I have not. Okay. He was saying how with his brother, like he would like sometimes text him or call him and then his brother would like respond late or whatever. And so essentially Mark, the author, would try to contact his brother, but his brother wouldn't talk to him as frequently as he would have liked. And that was, it was frustrating for him. So no reciprocation. Yeah, it wasn't reciprocated. What he wanted wasn't reciprocated. But then he ended up getting to the point to realize where it's like, okay, like I should stop measuring our relationship, our our relationship based off this metric, which I've created myself, which is like, I expect him to message me frequently. I expect him to to call me frequently. And then he, he decided to change the metric for their relationship. I think he just said that, like, the metric for every relationship is different. Every, the relationship, the metric for every relationship is different. So, then he stopped, he he stopped being so upset. He stopped, you know, anticipating, he stopped expecting things pretty much. Yeah. And then, all of a sudden, the relationship with his brother got better. And so, when you were mentioning this about you and Edwin, like, it's just interesting to me because, like, that's just the relationship you guys have. Yeah. And like you said, you haven't had that many deep conversations, but the few that you've had, it's like those really like are integrated into your brain. Yeah. And so. Oh, I don't and know. that one time
1: he uh, saved my life from your brother throwing a sparkler into the air. What?
0: <laughs> when did that
1: happen? <laughs> it was it was in TJ. It was one of the one of the times there was Christmas because you know every Christmas we were down there at at you know, yep, with Abuela and stuff and um. But yeah, you you I think it, I think it was your brother. that's what we were talking about love. one of the last times we were all together. Your brother, they were freaking cuz you know, down in TJ you have M80s and all these other freaking crazy ass Dude, fireworks crazy and we are just throwing shit and blowing shit up but cherry bombs like. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, you know, I I think about it now as a father I'm like, holy shit. What the why the fuck did my parents let me do that? <laughs> Like I could have easily. Well, especially had us, I yeah. was a little kid. You were at least like thirteen or whatever. Yeah, and that, but still, dude, like yeah. we were like, uh, well, some of the our, the older cousins, like Eric and Andres, like or Alberto, we freaking, freaking turn it on and then look at it, so that we <laughs> threw it and it blew up midair. Yeah, you know, like we would try to time a fuse. <laughs> To to make sure it blew up in midair instead of fucking chucking it to the floor or <laughs> lighting it and running like a normal human being would do, no. Um. So I, I remember your brother was they were the they were you know playing with the sparkers and you know you can draw in the air and shit. But as it was dying out, the, uh, a lot of the the younger siblings, uh, the younger cousins were fucking throwing them up in the air to see it die out in the air, and that was one of the things we were standing in the front gate on the sidewalk. And my brother just all all of a sudden just ducks down over me. And then the sparkler landed right in the back of his sweater. And his sweater had a popped collar. Oh, shit. So, like, it's not like he could just like bounce off. It caught in there and then left like a nasty, like, second degree burn on the back of his neck. Yeah. And then my arthea Belinda was like freaking, she cut a, cut a p- potato and freaking rubbed it on the back of his <laughs> neck and shit. But, but yeah. So, I mean, there's like, you know, that's that's funny because, you know, he got hurt. So, <laughs> but,
0: but did the, when the sparkler went on his, did it just like, did the,
1: the, the little flames like just hit his neck or did it blow up on his neck too? Well, because, because, you know, it, it was still, you know, cause when it, as it burns down, the metal behind it is still freaking hot. Mm-hmm. And I think when it landed on him, I'm not sure if it was still like sparkling like crazy or like it was still dying out, but it got on him. So like, he was like freaking out for a little bit, but he did cover me so. I was like, Holy crap, that's... Right there. Yeah, that was, that was nice. You know, I could have had, like, a little cool scar on my forehead or something. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so that just kind of goes to show. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing I was going to say, I mean, we started the podcast talking about uh, your relationship, and obviously you emphasized your family, and it's we've been talking a lot about family. And one of the questions that I kind of thought of on the drive here was, like, you know, you've been you're married to this woman and you've been dating her, right? You guys might've had a temporary break, but for the most part, you guys have been together for how many years?
1: Since 2006. So it was like
0: 14 years, yeah. 14, 15. Something like so it's like, it I was like going to, <laughs> but
1: a good 80. I love you, babe. <laughs> what do you feel
0: is like the thing that's, allowed you guys to have the longevity which you've had like of course like you mentioned already like you guys have had your ups and downs and your struggles but I'm sure other listeners can tell the way that you've described your wife and the way you you mentioned her like I know you love her a lot and your family and I've said this just in you know conversations with my mom and my brother I'm just like fuck like Kevin's family is so fucking adorable (laughs) I'm for real I mean I told you that last time I left and then yeah and then but then it makes me think like what what exactly is it that's made the relationship between you and your wife so successful like because i think all of us as humans in spite of the relationship being romantic or just platonic just friends or family like in order to have a fairly healthy relationship for an extended period of time like what do you feel is like the thing that's allowed you guys to persevere and still have a healthy relationship like 14 years later
1: I don't. I don't know if it's like a specific thing, because um, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, um, a lot of people will tell you love can only get you so far, and it, it's you know it, it 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 all depends on the level of support that you have on for someone as well. You know, what are they going through on their personal level? You know, mm-hmm. like if they have something on their side of the family that's affecting them personally, how can you support them? You know, and I'm not always the best, you know, and she's not always the best, with like, in supporting me. But, I mean, we do have, like, a common middle ground. But when it comes to, like, the relationship aspect, I think a lot of the times is because we both have entered therapy, mm. you know, at, at certain parts of our relationship when things were rocky or uncertain, You know, and, and that's, that's the, that's the thing that a lot of people will not share or show, especially the, the, the age of social media when people are like, oh my God, I love my boo or, or, you know, they show them like they're, they're out drinking again, or they, they show a nice family photo and, you know, us ourselves, we don't always post like all this mushy, gushy shit. Mm. Man, you burping, then I had no, so. You know, we don't always post this mushy gushy stuff and then, you know with the problems that we've had in the past, you know, there's a few people that do know it. And it's like when you when you put when you push through, especially when if you guys have like a deep issue, I think what the problem is for a lot of people is like you either take too much you take too much time to blame the other person. Hmm. And, and that can go for any relationship that you have. It's it's with a brother, mother, father, you know, uh, cousin, friend. So I think that if you have an issue with someone, I think, you know, they say take a, you know, take a walk in their shoes or, you know, walk a mile in someone else's shoes. And, and that's what like, you know, mental health and the therapy that, you know, that I did have, it helped out a ton, dude, like a lot, like just to be able to, not only try to express myself better and work on my own stuff, but like a therapist will can look at it and be like, okay, well, what if she is trying to do this? You know, did she do you think that she feels this way? And I don't know what it is about therapy. Or, you know, there's a lot of people like you could have a friend that are like, hey, why don't you try this? And a lot of the times people will blow off a friend or another family member's suggestion. You know, but when it comes from a professional, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people are like, "Oh wow, man, holy shit. That 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 gets that that makes sense." Mm-hmm. But I think if someone is trying to trying to help you in your relationship as well, like if you're like, "Hey man, I'm going through this," and they start talking to you, don't just blow them off either. You know, that's that's like a, a thing on therapy because therapy can be with a professional. It can be with your friend. It could be with a freaking pet and you're just talking it out and you start self-realizing this like, holy shit, I, I need to change on stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what, I don't know, I can't say specifically for my wife, but uh <clears throat> myself, you know, whenever, if, if we had an issue, you know, if, if I truly stepped back and took a look at, you know, what... I could do to better our relationship you know that's when I like said oh shit I need to take steps and I would go to like uh you know a therapist or just change it up or change my thought process on things because I used to be a lot more negative and I'm still negative now I still don't trust a lot of people I like you know like the things that I do or like whatever like I'm an asshole And I'll talk shit on people and stuff like that. But, like, at the same time, if I see that someone is really hurting, you know, because I've been there. And, like, it's like, hey, you know, why don't you try this? You know, or, like, I'll suggest, like, something. But for me and my wife, it's, you know, we've both gone through therapy again. You know, we both have supported each other and defended each other. And when, like, when it comes to, like, things like – and the thing is, is, like – if you're if if your wife is telling you like oh i don't like this person and you both have that person on social media mm-hmm. do not like anything that that person posts <laughs> like that's one thing that that i had to learn too like <laughs> like you you support that person no matter what even if it's something as trivial as liking or haha reacting a funny meme that person might have showed shared mm-hmm. don't do it you know like if it's you know, if, if I tell her something like an issue that I'm having with work, the first thing my wife would be like, you want me to go down there and beat them up? <laughs> like, what do they drive so I can slash your tires? And oh, like, yeah. and like, you know, she's not going to go slash people's tires. But that's like it. It kind of cheers me up. Like my 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 wife has my back and I hope that she feels the same way to where like, you know, I have hers. And to another main thing, too, is like you got to have your personal time. Because. You know, people have their kids and they focus on just the kids, Mm. you know, because like, shit, Mia was like maybe like one or two. We started having issues with our relationship. And when we saw a a couples therapist, um, they were like, dude, you guys need you guys need to make time for yourself. Because you guys may be married, but the dating process should never end, Mm. you know, and and that's a lot of things that, that people will do wrong. It's like you're married, but you don't take the time for yourselves, especially after a kid is born. Mm-hmm. And another thing that's helpful is personal time by yourself, you know, especially like, cause we were explaining to my son, you know, we know being quarantined right now during this whole COVID-19 thing sucks. You know, when he was going through school, he had the break from his younger brothers and younger brother and sister. You know, I go to work and I get my break. You know, Mm -hmm. but right now they're stuck in the house and we're telling him and I told him, I was like, dude, like if you need to go out, if you want to go to the park, if you want to go for a run, if you want to go like work out or go to something or, you know, go with his friend Ryan's house, you know, let us know. And we can set something up, you know, if you need that time away, because even though he might lock himself in the room, he can still hear them. They're running in and out of the room. They're still interacting with him. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I told him straight up. I was like, dude, I love your mother. But if we were both working from home, like, I think we would both freaking just get at each other's throat. Mm-hmm. And and that's the thing, like, you have to respect that. You have to accept it, especially you have to accept it. Like, it's not always going to be a freaking fairy tale. There's not always that honeymoon period. But, you know, if you do have the time for yourself and you do have the time with each other and you do have the time as a family as well, I, I think that's that's what has been... Good for us. God damn, I talk too much.
0: No, you do. Man. I'm <laughs> serious. I'm learning a lot.
1: I love it. No, it, I I always do that. I always go off on like random tangents, and I'll start talking about random things. Or like I'm like in my head, I'm like, oh shit, that's a good point to put in, or you know. But it, I do that with my stories too. I'm like, hey, oh yeah, so yesterday I did this, and then I'd be, like, and I'm doing it right now, saying this. But you know, I'll I'll tell a story. I'm trying to tell a point, and then I deviate, and then I'll go to the past, and then I'll go to the future, and then there's a lot of the times where. I totally forget what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Where <laughs> I look at my wife and I'll be like, what the hell was I trying to say? <laughs> Especially if it's something that she doesn't know. Uh, you know, like that's yeah. the worst. Like something happened at work and I'm like, oh, babe. So this happened, you know, and then I'm like, I get into like the beginning of it. Then I'm like, oh, wait, but to, to like, for me, if someone needs to know like if I'm telling a story, someone needs to know the full story. Mm-hmm. So if there's like an inside joke or something, I have to explain that first. And then I have to explain why that's important. And then I'll go back to where I try to leave off. But then sometimes I just miss the whole point of what I was bringing up. And I'm just like, dude, I feel like I'm going to be seen out in the future. Like, <laughs> but, but yeah, so <clears throat> there's, a, there's no perfect thing. Like, cause no one is perfect. Like, what's helped us together is uh, our, our religion, getting back into the faith. Um, what's helped us is that, like, lately, you know, we've been going on our walks. Hmm. And because, just you two or everybody? Yeah, just just us two. Um, sometimes we'll take our, our, our youngest in the stroller. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it, it's nice just to be able to do that. Because especially now, you know, you, you have to find ways of being having alone time. It's not like you can go to a restaurant and eat comfortably, you know. Yeah. And so... Um, just those little just those little things, dude, like, you know, um, this is my alone time right now, you know, mm-hmm. um, my wife, you know, she has like time for their sister or like, every once in a while she'll have a, a, a her best friend date with her like, her buddy Jen or our friend Justin. Like, it's been a while, but like, you know, you know, she if she wanted to go on a trip like this year, she went on a trip to Portland, Oregon by herself. That was this year? Yeah. Oh, it was okay. in March. Okay. And she was like, she that was on her bucket list to do a freaking solo trip in a city that she's never been before. And I support her 100%. And, you know, that's, you know, with the personal time, there's, you know, I've seen other relationships and they're just like, you know, <clears throat> oh, I want to go out with my friends. And they're just like, well, who's all going to be there? And you mm-hmm. start freaking questioning them or ramming them or they guilt them into staying home. Mm-hmm. And that I don't I don't see how that's going to create a bond or even trust. You have to have that trust there, you know. Mm. But you should you should ask another question. I'm going to keep talking. Oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I was going to say, <laughs> kind of relating to what you're saying.
0: Um, very interesting, and I was going to say, and I'll tell the listeners something kind of vulnerable I about myself or personal. I was like, I've never been in a relationship with anybody in terms of like romantic relationship. Um, i've i mean i'm not saying i've never like had some type of like intimacy <laughs> but but so i've like, never like
1: a, it's like a hardcore like several months into like years like yeah i've
0: never had anything like that and so i can't necessarily relate to you and say like oh yeah i get that yeah and, like give all my little input but i could say that from maybe like the, re- the relationship with my brother since that's obviously been my whole life and in a way it's been like a long-term relationship um i agree in the sense that you need that alone time you need that that ability to to be able to, to to have your own opinion but then when that other person wants to do something you know not necessarily to be like oh no but i think you should do it this way oh yeah no. right because it's like i think a lot of times we think in the immediate future and we think like oh this is the best thing but in the big 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 picture and which is what i've really been emphasizing now in my life is like looking things in the bigger picture and having patience and not the immediate future um it's made me realize and i've actually seen results like fairly quickly that like when you allow that to happen when you switch your mindset to the to being very patient and seeing things long term for instance i told you about this podcast i see it 10 15 20 years yeah it allows me to be so relaxed right now i'm not worried about what the audience is necessarily gonna think oh my god am i so perfect right now like I'm not worried. I'm at the beginning of my career. Yeah. So it's kind of like the same idea you could think to yourself, like, in your relationship. Like, you know, I, I look myself staying with my wife for the whole, my whole life. So I have the patience to, if she needs her alone time, we ha- we have our whole life ahead of, aheads of us. Yeah, right? another
1: another 80 years ahead of us. Yeah, so it's like, it gives
0: you that, <laughs> it gives your your mental, it kind of changes your mental process to be like, oh, like, there is no rush. I don't need to, to see a change in the immediate future. Like, things will just kind of naturally settle themselves. Yeah. And, um, and so that's just I really enjoying listening to you because it's just kind of like all these concepts and stuff that I've been like just really like practicing and seeing benefits from it's like you're just you're basically an example of all these things
1: yeah and and that's that but that's the thing like when you know there's there's those people that are like, holy crap, if I can go back, like I would tell my younger self this like i'm I'm really proud that like you're able to start this now at your age, you know because. I look at Kevin seven years ago and I'm like, holy shit, I never had these types of thought processes that, that, that I do now. Mm. And I'm like, you know, I would have been, I, th- I feel like I would have been a more developed person or just like maybe more, even more generous or like more like, I don't know, loving or something, you know? And it's like, but at the same time, I, I you know, I'm just glad that, um, well, I mean, what I mean to say is like, instead of, Instead of focusing on, holy shit, I should have started this before, I think it's important to just, and and no matter how much, like, so, so like with my oldest son, if I try to tell him, dude, like, be patient, be positive, be whatever, and he keeps blowing me off, if I'm there and I'm just trying to, you know, push that message through, you know, not in an annoying way, not in a way that he will just, like, gonna blow me off, but if I just try to encourage him to be the person that I should have been at that age... I think that's where I can succeed, you know, and because when I, when I get too much into the thought process of, oh man, like I wish I could have uh, done this like, you know, 10 years ago, if I did something different 10 years ago, you know, my daughter might not be here. You know, my youngest right now would not be here and I would do anything in the world to keep them with me at all times. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if I had a chance of to go on a time machine, then maybe two years ago, after my last one was born, and then I can change a little bit of things. But I don't know what that's going to do in, in the future, mm-hmm. you know. And so, you know, I've been been learning to myself, you know, <clears throat> like every day. And if you're not religious... If you you know if you're an atheist, if you're not religious, or if you are, if you're spiritual, if you're you know religious or something like that, if you have your God, you know, and I know I'm not supposed to be saying that as a as a Catholic, I'm not supposed to say there's other gods out there, but mm. I'm not uh, I'm not a person to to ream on anybody's faith. I'm not a person to like oh you're atheist you're stupid oh you believe you're Hindu you're stupid like you know you're you're a Buddhist like you're dumb like no, I think that. If you're going to go into your religion, some type of faith, or even like if even if it's nothing that has to do with faith at all, and it's just positivity, you know, just be thankful, thankful to, to the Lord, thankful to Allah, thankful to Buddha, like whoever the hell you're thankful for, thankful to yourself. You know, I have a shitty day at work or I have a, a tough day here at home with the kids or with the wife. When I'm about to go to bed. You know, and I don't do it every day and I try to, but I've been, I've been telling myself, you know, thank you Lord for today. Like just for the fact that if it's a great day, if it's a good day, I'm thankful. If it's a tough day, I'm learning something, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know, and, and the fact that I fucking woke up this morning, the fact that I am, I hopefully wake up tomorrow is something to be thankful for. You know, and, and like I had the, the, the conversation a little bit with you and, and with Sierra before about there's so many little things in this world, in this life that we do not appreciate. The fact that you walk on two fucking feet, the balance and the, the all the types of muscles and everything that goes into, into it, the calculations that your body has to take because you have a freaking massive computer in your freaking skull, like nobody appreciates that. Except for someone who's ever been confined to a wheelchair, Mm -hmm. or someone who's never been able to walk, Mm -hmm. you know they would appreciate it more than someone who's been walking all their goddamn life until they can't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. Until you break your leg and you're like, "Holy shit, I can't walk to my fridge without these freaking this apparatus." And as negative and as like stupid and as like an asshole I may be, I do take into the fact that I just took a deep breath right now. I didn't tell myself to take a damn deep breath. You know, I'm blinking, not telling myself to blink, you know, and there's that there's that the uh, meme where it's like, oh, manual blinking. And then you start thinking like, oh, shit. And then, like, oh, you can see your nose. And then <laughs> you're like, oh, shit, my nose is right here. I can see it now. And, or like you can feel your tongue. Like it's like stupid things like that that you don't realize. Mm-hmm. But it's also something It's also shit that people take for granted. Mm-hmm. Just if I wanted to get up and walk out of this goddamn room, I do not have to say put my hands on the armrest push with my body and my my quads and my glutes and whatever any type of muscle that I have to activate I don't have to concentrate on that I just do it sometimes I will you know when I'm at work and like we have a little meeting and I start walking to like a piece of equipment like a forklift or something that I have to drive I just do and everybody has that you know sometimes you get in your car. And you drive and you turn left when you needed to turn right, because you're autopiloting. You're like, oh, this shit. That's the way I go to work all the time. I need to go to the store, which is this way. Mm-hmm. And there's just stuff that you just do. You just breathe. You just you're, you you are there. You walk. You know, I'm moving my hands. I'm not trying to tell myself to move my goddamn hands. You know. No. But that's the thing. Like, I I you know I'm learning to appreciate those little things. And that's, that's been, like, a positive, positive, like, in my life. You know, you're talking about the positives in your life and, you know, you're you're focusing on these things now and that's great. And that's what a lot of other people need to do because, you know, they focus too much on this negative bullshit that's out there now. You're not going to be fucking happy. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's, that's the other thing. Oh, relationship thing. Work on your goddamn happiness. If you feel depressed... You're the only one that can help yourself out of it. Even though it's good to have that support, you know, you have to work yourself out of it because, you know, I've known people that have been, that have suffered postpartum depression or just, you know, just regular depression or anxiety or, you know, uh, different types of disorders and it's always on you and it sucks that it's on you to make those changes and make those things. But that's the thing, like, I feel from what works for me is appreciating the little things, appreciating that I freaking woke up. Appreciating that I can walk, appreciating that I can go up these damn stairs or whatever, you know. You look at you look at all the micro calculations that your body can do to freaking throw a ball into a goddamn hoop. Like, be thankful that you're able to do that. Be thankful that you can write on your freaking name on the freaking piece of paper and all. The, and if you like, I'm, by the way, we are not drunk, <laughs> and we are not. Like, I'm not on any substance. But like, there's there's those people that are like, "Whoa, dude!" Like. My hand, I can do this with my hand. Like, I don't have to think about it. And that's that's the type of shit that, like, I think if you just think outside of that a little bit, it, it's a good distraction from the bullshit in the world, bullshit in your life. You know, the fact that my nails are growing and I don't have to freaking, you know, force them. and They're annoying. I wish they would just stay one length. But it's, it's like the different things, dude. Like, I feel that if you can appreciate the smaller things... You can appreciate the bigger things in your life as well.
0: Yeah, man. Dude, everything you said is It's so, <laughs> funny because you're talking about all that, and then in, in the back of my subconscious is making these micro calculations as to like, wow, he said that. I'm like, fuck. I w- I'm like, I want to say this because I'm cause I've been learning a lot about the shit that you're talking about, about gratitude, faith. Uh, the you're pretty much talking about the subconscious, the supercomputer that we have, and that's like literally been everything that I've been I've been so intrigued with. Yeah. And so there's like a bunch of points that I want to make, but it's just like, um, number one, the subconscious thing that you're talking about operating and having a le- level of efficiency and effectiveness without even having to think. Um, I think learning about your subconscious is really, really interesting and then makes you more grateful because then you understand how it all kind of comes to fruition. Yeah. Like, like you said, like, you know, you start going to work and then you, you know, you automatically just start making the left. And when you start to understand the subconscious and if you learn how to communicate with the subconscious and if you understand how powerful it is and and the certain characteristics that define it in comparison to the conscious mind, I think then you, you get that level of gratitude because how is it that you can have a level of gratitude without understanding the perspective, right? Yeah. Like, like you said, like if someone's paralyzed, they understand how wonderful it would be to be able to walk because they have the perspective of not being able to walk. Yeah. So, if you can understand because of course, like I, I'm not just gonna make you paralyzed so you understand the perspective <laughs> but but, if you could maybe read a book on someone who's lived a life who's been paralyzed or read a book about what actually gives you the ability to to be able to do other functional movements like your spine and the electrical signals, then you would probably have a higher level of gratitude. so it's like either that gratitude comes from doing your own research, you know reading, watching videos, blah, blah blah about whatever you want to look into or it just comes from life experience and like you want to be more grateful for xyz well then challenge yourself in a way which would maybe make your life a little more difficult or maybe like take that thing away whatever it is or you know kind of give yourself that reference point
1: i I used to do those challenges when i was little though like get out of bed and make it to the living room without using my legs like
0: Without using your legs,
1: yeah, and it's and it's very hard because you uh, get a lot of the times you'll subconsciously like start moving it. Like if if I raised your hand up, and I let go, and I just told you like to let it go limp and drop, it's so hard to freaking do without one of your muscles like trying to stop trying to it. Keep it up, yeah. Like when I had shoulder surgery, they did this injection in my neck. It 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 hit a nerve. It basically Botoxed my whole left arm. And it was like to, to, so they, they were saying like, it's because shoulder, shoulder surgery is one of the most painful shoulder surgeries you can have if it's on a ligament or a tendon. And, um, <clears throat> so they, they did this n- neck injection into the, into a nerve and it completely killed my arm for about 24 hours. And like you, you have no feeling in it. You can't even, there's no motor function. It's not just like Novocaine where you can kind of talk or whatever, Or, like, you know, if you've ever gotten stitches and they numb a certain area, you know, it completely deadened it. So, you know, one of the cool things that I was able to do was, like, poke my arm, like, super hard with, like, a pencil or needle, not feeling it at all. Mm -hmm. But this one time I was – I took my arm out of the sling and it flopped like a noodle. Mm -hmm. You know, and as much as I want to try to recreate that hilarity of it flopping down and just dangling, like – it just deaded and it and it did like a little wobble like there's no way that i can do that now even if i try to re- reenact it you know so you might <coughs> be able to yeah <laughs> no because i there's one time where I, I used to
0: actually sleep in a closet funny story did you know that
1: like harry potter
0: Yeah, except it was like a legit, like it wasn't like Harry Potter's closet. I felt like that was was that was a cupboard underneath the stairs. Yeah, it was like a a nice closet. Well, mine was mine was a walk in closet. But the reason I bring this into the picture (laughs) and the reason I was sleeping in a closet was because I had a lot of roommates and uh, they were track and field athletes, some big
1: people. And uh, And you were like, fuck it. I'm just going to. Well, I'm, it's just I'm gonna that. sit my 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 six five frame into this fucking closet. No, the
0: closet was big enough to where I could extend fully, but yeah, it was just I don't know. I was just I didn't like the people walking in and out of the room. I was like, if I go in the walk-in closet, it's kind of like I have my own room, right? Okay. But anyway, so one time I remember I had <laughs> I had came back from practice, from cross country practice, and I was exhausted, and I and I was like, all right, I'm gonna take a nap. And the cool thing about the closet was because it's a room within a room, it would be pitch black. So I take a nap during the day, and it's really wonderful. <laughs> And I went in there and you know I just kind of like went back to sleep and I put my arms like this. I put my hands behind my head and then I wake up. <laughs> I'm not even sure as to how long I was asleep. It must have been at least 30 minutes an hour. And I wake up and I just kind of like adjust myself to like bring up my chest and then all of a sudden it- boom like my fucking left arm just flops on the fucking matches i'm like oh shit like <laughs> it was such a strange feeling cause it was just
1: a piece of meat, like it was dangling from it literally shoulder. feels like someone else is touching you yeah it's fucking it, feel, creepy as it as feels else. like
0: this weight's just dangling off yeah. your shoulder and uh so that's why i said like technically you could reenact it all if right you, yeah if you just there's,
1: there's also this thing that you can do it's called the stranger where uh <laughs> the stranger what is that? yeah uh oh damn it yeah. I, am I really that much older than you that I know? Okay, strangers is uh you like sit on your hand or dead dead in your arm and you pleasure yourself with it? Oh, okay,
0: yeah, I've heard it of feels that,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like someone else is doing it. <laughs> so yeah, I get it. Have I you get tried it. that? No, I have not. I, <laughs> just for the fact that I fucking hate that sensation of the that TV static tingly needle. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't think one one orgasm would be. Worth the annoyance of a fucking <laughs> of a dead arm coming back to life. I, su-
0: I suppose you wouldn't know until you tried it, though.
1: Yeah, no, nah, it's a.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> if my mom's listening to this, I'm sorry about that as well. Yeah. Um.
0: <laughs> the other, what's the other point I was gonna make? Um. Yeah, kind of interesting, but. Um... I don't know. I know I mentioned earlier that I've never been in a relationship. And yeah. there's like another point that I wanted to expand on that. It was just yeah, kind of interesting because you had said that um like you know when you're in a relationship you still need to work on yourself on all these different types of things. Okay, here's my point. Cuz it's kind of interesting cuz I've never actually been in a long-term relationship, but of course I've had situations where I've I've liked girls and I've had you know intimacy and it was like for a prolonged period of time where I had feelings for a certain girl um but there's been a few occasions where things just didn't turn out the way I would hope to um and simply because we weren't on the same page in terms of this girl these girls were were not in a stage in their life where they wanted to to be in a relationship yeah and uh, things just didn't turn out the way that I would have would have liked them to in that moment in time right and hopefully by me sharing my story it brings value to the listeners um but I find it now that I'm in a moment where I'm like, I feel like I'm genuinely working on myself because I, I used to say back in college, I used to say like, yeah, I feel like I'm pretty actualized. And I feel like, you know, I was always, (laughs) I was always working on my physical for cross country, for cross country and track. I was pretty much my vision for people who don't know too much. Like it was just like athletics. Like I just wanted to be the best athlete I can be. And that was like my addiction. Um, and of course, academics was always corresponded because I couldn't be an athlete without the academics. So it was just always tries, trying to be the best athlete I can be and then always, of course, trying to do good acad- academically as well. And it's kind of funny enough because I think I thought that I was actually working on myself because I was doing a lot of physical exercise. I was challenging myself mentally, blah, 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 blah. But then there were so many elements in my life that I was neglecting. And that I wasn't even actually aware of that I was neglecting because I had never really experienced them that much. Yeah. The idea of just having friends, the idea of like, I mean, I'm talking about like genuine friends where you can get into deep conversations and where you can be yourself and, and you really feel that sense of like that, that you have that trust in between each other. And like I said, you can share personal information. Like I felt like, and I'm not, I'm not saying that I've never had great friends before. Yeah. Like college. But it's only been since after college that I've had the opportunity or that I've decided to like really just kind of enjoy life like you've mentioned the little things um, like the little things like legit just you know because when I was a, when I was just so driven to be the best athlete I can be I couldn't just be somewhere sitting and just just sitting. It was always like, oh, okay, well, what can I do to improve myself as an athlete? Or like, oh, well, I I should start going home because I should be in bed by X, Y, and Z. Or, oh, I should go home because I have my homework assignment. And it was just like, funny enough, going back to the whole relationship thing, like, I was not in a place to even be in a relationship. Like, I knew that if I would have, in retrospect, I'm like, fuck, if those relationships would have came to the way that I would have liked them at that moment, they wouldn't have worked out. At least I don't think so because... I was so deprived of so many elements of my life um, and I lacked so much self-awareness that I had a lot of insecurities and so I already know either we it would have been a two like a couple me and this person and it would have been just two people with insecurities or it would have been like just me with insecurities and then shit just wouldn't have worked out yeah but it's like And, like I'm saying, if things would have gone, if things would have worked, if things, if let's say I would have gotten with these girls and like we would have gotten a relationship, I'm sure we would have ended up breaking up and I would have still ended up learning the lesson. But it's just kind of interesting because I can retrospect and be like, holy fuck, like I like so much self awareness. Like, my, a lot of times in these occasions, like my happiness, a lot of my emotions were dependent on these people. Yeah. Like, if, if, if these people did something that I didn't, like I didn't like or it didn't reciprocate the way I would have liked, like I was saying earlier. Like, it was like my emotions were all over the place. And then so now it's like I'm building a level of self-awareness to the point where it's like my emotions are, um they're not dictated by other people a lot less. Yeah. And I'm training myself that way. But it's not like a very, like, fucking hard work, like training. It's a very natural process. And um, just in life, I think one of the things that I've been trying to emphasize, and this is just my perspective, but... I think that life is a lot more to live a happy life. I think it's a lot more about being graceful and about being smart and being efficient and effective. Like I think a lot of people think like, oh, you have to work super hard and you have to do this and that. Like, I agree. I think there's suffering in life and I think it's inevitable. And I think that there's actually a lot of value in suffering. Yeah. But I think it's. It's suffering in, in the attempt of being graceful. It's suffering in the attempt of being focused. It's suffering in like trying to be as graceful and efficient as possible, as fluid as possible. Um, and I think a lot of times our culture emphasizes the hard work, like the kind of forceful hard work where it's like disregard your emotions, disregard like the pain
1: that you feel. Yeah, but how many of those people are actually freaking happy, man? Like... I don't
0: know. and I don't know.
1: That, and that's that's the thing, like you know, they they say you know the pursuit of happiness, and it's like, what the fuck? Like, what are you really going to be happy about? Like, if you're a freaking millionaire, but you have shitty relationships with everyone around you, mm-hmm. and and I think I think there are there are those who are blessed where they can they can have both of those things, and there are those who are blessed, like um, like my my wife and I were, you know, sometimes we're like, oh yeah, when we get rich, we're going to do this, but then at the same time, we're kind of like you know we could be saving a lot more money than we are right now but like fuck it like we're living in the now so if we buy that extra thing on amazon like if if it's like a little bit of temporary happiness but like right now like um she's been doing focusing on a lot of craft stuff mm-hmm. you know she's stuck at home like what the hell else is she going to do so she you know in the past she refurbished a desk or our, our dresser. I, I'm I'm sorry, babe, that I can't remember exactly what it was. Now, um, <laughs> but she did it before. But now, right now, they're on our patio. We have we have a a desk, you know. And she was able to sand it down. And she's going to get a new knobs. She's repainting it. She's doing the insides again. And you know, and, and if she flips it, great. If she wants to keep it for herself, even better. But it's something for her to do. And like even myself, I was like, oh crap, like. I wish I can do something like that. You know, so like I kind of, I you know, I kind of uh started like doing like a self-doubt type of thing cuz like if you if you focus too much on like like there was a question that I heard and it was like, "Oh, what's like your greatest what 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 accomplishment in your life are you most proud of?" And it's like easily I can say that being a father is like a good thing. You know, the best thing that I I, I'm doing in my life, and like the thing that I'm most appreciative is my my children. But like as a personal accomplishment, like sure I graduated from a from a trade school, but like nothing really came off of that. And it's like yeah, that that question brought up so many self doubts, you know, and. I started thinking like, you know, my wife's doing this and she can do cake pops and she can do this. And like, even if she doesn't want to do like her line of work and social work anymore, she could possibly get into something else, you know, because she has that drive. Like she has. And it's annoying to be with this kind of person. (laughs) But she'll she'll be like, babe, I think I want to do this. Like one of her goals is to open up a coffee shop. Mm -hmm. But then like she also had a goal of like, you know now she wants to refurbish the furniture but the coffee shop is still on the freaking list and then like at one point she wanted to be a chef and each time not to be a dick about it but i would point out like okay well we need to do this 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 and this or this could happen and this could happen and sometimes i know that she felt that i was being negative about it mm-hmm. but like for myself i do this to myself a lot mm-hmm. and it's try it's it's i try to prepare myself for the worst you know like I I myself I was like holy crap like we were at Petco and we have two cats and we saw um we saw the cat furniture and I was like fuck eighty dollars for this shit you know and I was like I could do that like it's plywood it's freaking like a couple maybe a couple of two by fours or a rounded freaking peg of wood on on some more plywood and it's covered with carpet and we went to home the to Home Depot after we were grabbing a few things from there but. You know, I looked up the price for carpet and like, I was like, if I'm going to use it for a cat thing, it's 49 cents for a square foot. So like if I, 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 you know, I could easily do my own thing for like probably less than like 50 bucks. I just had to put the time and effort into it and I kind of, you know, getting excited about that and I was like, holy shit. But before, you know, if I, if I were to say to myself, if this turns out well, what if I could like, you know, hit up people who have cats you know and and make cat furniture for them or something like that and automatically i'm like okay i would have to put this much time into it while still doing this much many hours of work uh how much time am i willing to spend on social media to promote myself mm-hmm. you know uh as for the business like you know how how well would i be able to even craft these things like you know and, and i start i start doing that to myself but then at the same time like at you know i i try to like step it take a step back and be like what's important is i can just get this first step done Mm -hmm. you know and once my wife finishes her first piece of furniture you know we have a couple of others you know we have one at a friend's house and we have a couple in in our storage unit but like i think once you get that first thing done like the feeling that you can get from it it's either you would know i think if it's worth it, uh, worth pursuing. Like if I build a piece of, if I build a cat furniture and I'm like, Oh, this is good enough for my cats. but I'm not going to sell this crap. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, try to force it onto yeah. myself, you know, but yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no. And
0: when you say that, it actually, do you know who Gary V is? Gary V, is it SpongeBob's cat? No, it's uh, a, <laughs> he's an entrepreneur and now he, he's actually a like motivational speaker, but he started off entrepreneur Helped his parents develop their wine company to like million dollar company, and then he started up his own company called VaynerMedia, which is like a marketing, social media marketing company. Oh, okay. But this dude's one of the most inspirational, and one of the most confident, and one of the most insightful human beings, in my opinion, in my current life at this moment, because the thing that I would would captivate all of us that, that he makes posts, he makes content. And he goes in and comments and replies to a lot of people. I mean, the negative, the good, the bad. Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't. It, nothing really phases his emotions that much because there's so many like different perspectives that he talks about that that helps oh, him yeah, be the way he
1: is. That's with freaking anything, dude. Like people can post post a good song and there's people talking shit about it. There's yeah. a great movie and people are talking shit about it. There's a shitty movie and people love it. And it's it's freaking everything. And I think it, like you know with him. You know, like I I would like to get to that type of level to where I can take all the negative and be able to filter that shit out and just either learn from it or see like or just actually try to respect that person's point of view. Instead of there's there's a lot I mean, how many people I, I can't even imagine how many people have you know, like your brother, he releases his music, you know? I can't even imagine how many people have, hey guys, this is my song and just that one person that might have just shit on it or that one person that was just like this isn't that good or even if they were trying to give constructive criticism and just like oh maybe you should try this that could have turned that one person away because they didn't have the right mindset for it mm-hmm. and like 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 you know gary v if he has the perfect mindset and he's able to push through it that's like that's fucking goal level like freaking type of perseverance you know
0: yeah and the thing is it's not even so much like him having that much toughness it's because okay so this is his philosophy he's like don't the good comments that you get the good feedback that you get don't listen to that too much yeah. i mean cool you're not gonna be like you just tell me hey good job it's not like i'm gonna ignore you i'll say thank you but that's it <laughs> yeah appreciate i'm not gonna it. be like oh thanks man like and then just keep boasting about myself and then when you get the negative it's the same thing so when you stop acknowledging so much the positive feedback from people and you kind of have the same tendency towards the negative it doesn't have as much effect on you because if you acknowledge the positive too much and you get super hyped up and you feed your ego all these things that you're the best because everyone's telling me and blah, 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 then you get that one negative comment, like you said. And then that could destroy everything because you're taking so much value into every single, every single comment. Yeah. And then, so that's one perspective that I love about him, which I'm already applying in my life and I find that it's actually helping. Um, and then the other thing I was going to say about you, like kind of thinking about all the possibilities of, how things can go go awry, with, awry. <laughs> and then the type of things that you need to do to prepare yourself, I, which I don't think any, those things are bad. And I appreciate people who do that because then it gives me a certain perspective. But then the thing that he says, he actually had a certain video. He had a discussion with some gentleman that was asking him for advice. And the guy was saying like, oh, yeah, like I have so many projects. Like I have a podcast, I have a YouTube channel, I have this, this, this. I mean, he had like eight, nine things going on. And then, but he's like, but I feel fine doing all of them. I forgot what the kid said. It was like something like, Oh, but I'm just trying to figure out like, like how to add one more thing. I forgot what it was. But then Gary V was like, he's like, well, he's like, you need to have the humility to be able to let go some of those things. So then you have the time or energy to then do the other thing that you want. Yeah. So then it makes me think like when you said that it was like, well, why would you be, of course, being concerned about preparing for it is good because then you get a good, good little start and all those things. But then it's like, okay, well, I can start it for a week. And if one week later I decide I don't want to do it, then who gives a fuck? Like, the only reason you would be too concerned about it is because other people would be like, oh, Kevin just quit after a week. Yeah. Right? So then it's just kind of funny because then it goes down to a lot of times we don't do things. Because we're just concerned about the criticism we'll get from other people and like, oh, well, if I do this, let's say I do this pod- podcast for eight months and then all of a sudden after eight months I stop doing it. Like everyone's been like, oh, well, Christian must have stopped because it was too much for him or yeah, you know, I'm just making up a hypothetical. But then I could be super concerned like, fuck, well, if I stop the podcast, like I've already hyped this so much and people are going <laughs> to think I'm a little bitch. You know what I'm saying, but then it's like if you, I said I wanted to do it for twenty years, yeah exactly, <laughs> so then you know, but if I just have like well, I know who I am, people give negative comments, doesn't matter, it doesn't even phase me because I know who I am, and I'm willing to make the changes according to myself to be happy, and I don't know, he said that, like having that level of humility to not caring about what other people think or like don't not stop something. Because you're concerned about other people thinking that you're a quitter or whatever, yeah. Because that's the kind of criticism that you'll get. But it's like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Like,
1: and you hear it all the time too. Like, you know, even if it's like you know, coworkers at work. Like, you know, oh, I'm trying to do this, and it's like, oh, oh shit, oh, you failed that, blah blah. Or, dude, like, yeah, I had my coworkers at work. If I'm, you know, I, I pride myself in busting my ass and doing my job, and because that makes me happy. Like, it, it. It irritates me seeing other people just fucking being lazy and not not working to their potential. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, I don't not every day I'm not 100, percent, but like most of the days I'm like I need to do this and I need to get it done. And I'm doing my part and I'm trying to like help. You know, if I do my part, I don't burden anybody else, and I feel good about it. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know sometimes like you you hear fucking the people like oh don't it's like oh look at him like freaking trying so hard and it's like. How the fuck you're gonna be about like negative about someone that's like helping you out because now you don't have to help out this dude. Mm-hmm. So like like shit like that will piss me off. But at the same time, like I, I've learned either through therapy or through through experience about that like when it when it comes to other people's concerns or thoughts, when it comes to like shit like that, and they make a negative comment, like if you let it get at you and eat at you, it's gonna ruin you for freaking quite a while. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, like comments from family comments from friends that i've had in my life about certain things about like either like you know just for example like weight or like freaking like um i don't know like people like make comments about the my fucking hair like get a haircut or whatever oh you need to cut your hair or whatever
0: or you don't you don't speak spanish or whatever yeah yeah that's that's a big one that's
1: that's that's a big one uh Mexican culture <laughs> just because someone doesn't speak Spanish that's it's not it's not that bad bro like relax give me a fucking break but um <clears throat> but yeah like you know it, it it's it's taken a while and like and again you know if i would have had that mindset in like when i was your age even like to, i think i would have been a lot more developed or a lot more happier when it comes to freaking, not even proper English, babe. but I would have been happier just for the fact that like, you know, I'm not so concerned about certain shit or like, you know, the fact that, you know, if someone told me something about myself in a negative manner or like even just downplayed something that I thought was important, like there was this one time when I was a kid, I was like, we're, like we were listening to a Santana song and I was like, and... Uh, one of his solos came up and I was like shit and I, I said out I said out loud I was like oh I wanna learn how to play I wanna learn how to play the guitar just like that and one of my family members was like oh yeah right and that fucked me up and I was like yeah. I mean if if I would have gotten... that's why like my kids now if if they if they're like oh I wanna try this you know like my son he wanted to play soccer for a while so like I'll go fucking ham. My my wife even coached one one of his teams and she was never a soccer player, but they needed a coach or else these kids wouldn't play. So she stepped up, you know, and she was supporting him. He doesn't want to do that now. But if he said tomorrow he wants to be a soccer star, fuck it. Let's go buy your ball, net, or whatever the hell you need in order to be successful. I'm not going to, I, I will tell him that it's going to take hard work and dedication. But the fact that I, I I'm never going to tell him, oh, yeah, right. You know, like, if he's like that, like, I want to be a professional fucking video gamer. Oh, yeah, right. I want to be a fucking, uh, you know, professional guitarist or a drummer or anything like that. Like, and and that's the thing, like, me and my wife are both on that same page, too, when it comes to that. Like, if if one of our kids wants to be a writer, like, be a freaking writer. But we're not going to fucking force a pencil into their hand.
3: Mm Mm-hmm
1: you know, for a while, my son wanted to be in like a, an animator or like a freaking comic book artist. And he was like, Oh, I want to work on like, I want to do this. I'm like, okay. And I was like, just make sure you practice every day. Cause, um, Oh, another thing about me is like, I would do, um, uh, I have I volunteer a, and I work for the programming department for com for the San Diego comic con and they do the comic con and WonderCon in Anaheim, California. And, um, <clears throat> the good thing about that is like I get to observe and run the panels that are there. So like, you know, it, I've, I've met a few famous people, you know, like, like if you're the comics, I met Jim Lee, which is freaking awesome. He's like, like profound legend in like X-Men artist and Batman and DC. Now he's one of the heads of DC comics at the moment. But like when you, when you hear those people talk about how they became so successful and it's just like, if you were to talk to a freaking athlete, or someone like that you idolize, and they're just like, you know, how do you get there? The rock would tell you, like, if you want to look like him, you train every fucking day. You know, you train even if you don't want to train. And that was the same thing for an artist. And that's what I told my son. He said he wanted to be an artist. I was like, okay, make sure you draw something every day. Take 30 minutes to an hour and draw something. If you don't want to do it, do it. And like, <clears throat> To instill that into someone instead of fucking saying yeah right to them, I think is super empowering. Because for me, it took I don't know how the hell long it took me to get over that. I mean, I'm still not going to pick up a damn guitar because <laughs> I don't care anymore. But like, if if I if I told if I told my wife I wanted to fucking build cat furniture for a living, she would fucking support me. You know, if I told her I wanted to work out to because I wanted to be fucking you know I wanted to play in an arena football league, she would freaking support me. You know, and that's one of the things that one of the callbacks to earlier when you're like about having a successful relationship and it's the damn support, you know, every single type of, you know, career move that she's wanted to make. I have supported her. I bought her a damn chef's hat when she wanted to be a chef, you know, like, I, you know, like there's like different things. She like she got into the, she her and her best friend do the uh, cake pops on the side mm-hmm. and, and they they make uh, some they make some pretty cool ones. Uh, they don't do it uh, regularly now. It's a sugar mama pops on IG if you guys want to want to look that up. Uh, But uh, (laughs) I was about to ask you. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, but I mean, they've done like birthdays and like stuff like that. And they they originally started it up for um, to help with her best friend's wedding like expenses, you know. But I mean, like, I supported. Like, I I would come home from work and I would freaking pop some cakes in the oven. I would mix the batter for them. I would help, like, you know, go buy any supplies or anything that I could help in a little bit. In the in the in like for the the that little bit now, so they can help out in the long run. And I and and that's something that we want to instill in the kids. That you know, my daughter, she has wanted to be a cosmetologist. She's been wanted to happen to be a model, a freaking teacher, whatever, and like. It's just full on support from us rather than a yeah, right or any type of negativity towards them because we don't want to instill that we and then also we don't we're not trying to jam shit down their throats that they are the best. We do let them know that they're freaking human and that they're going to make the mistakes and that this shit's not going to be easy, you know, so. Yeah, you know, that's uh, much positive, not too much negative. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's kind of funny because as you talk about your daughter and everybody, you know, when I walked in. When I was hanging out with them before we started, Mia, your daughter, was playing on the iPad, right? Yeah. She has an iPad. And it's kind of funny because she was playing a game where she was like, Designing a girl's like hair. Or I don't know what she was doing. It was like yeah, basically it's,
1: it's a it's a spa app or some shit. Like you can you can do makeup and hair and all that other stuff. But.
0: Yeah, but it's kind of funny because my past self, like a year ago, two years ago, would have thought like, "Fuck!" Like kids are just always on technology and they're always on their phones and they're you know what I'm saying you hear a lot of those kind of comments, which I think to a certain degree there's there's oh, validation. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: you got to You got to limit that shit. To, to yeah, that point.
0: There's certain validation in that, but I also do believe. Because, like I said earlier, like, I think there's there's always a good and a bad in everything because nothing's inherently bad or good. Like, when I saw her doing that, I was like, I actually felt really good because I was like, wow, like, she's only... How old is she? Seven, eight?
1: Yeah, she's turning... Well, she turned eight. She's eight now.
0: Yeah, but it's like she's able to be on this iPad and she's able to to be very creative and design things and, you know, she could pick the hair color she could do what. like it's just very cool because it's a it's a free expression it's a creative yeah. endeavor and that, that's and, she
1: loves minecraft too and she's like like and as uh, any parent would know too is like if your kid's like oh let's do this and you're kind of like oh, fine it's like like the other day she had me help her build a hotel you know, and she created another world to create a house. And then like, or she plays with her cousins and they create all this shit. And it's like, I love it because they can be expressive. Mm-hmm. They can create stuff and she can use her imagination. Exactly. And then when she says stuff like, oh, I want to do makeup when I get older. You know, if she has this little app and it keeps her imagination running and creativity going, like, that's fucking great. Like, yeah. I don't mind that at all. Like, she's not fucking.
0: Like, she's never going to feel like she was ever limited. Like, yeah. her parents always supported her. She always kind of had her creativeness like with through her iPad or whatever. And then that's why I'm actually like really excited about the future. And I'm interested to see how this younger generation will do in the future. Because although a lot of kids are spending time on technology and all that, and I'm sure there is some negative repercussions, like I think there's also going to be a lot of positive. Oh, yeah. Because kids are going to be like obnoxiously smart because (laughs) they're on YouTube, they're on Google. Yeah, they have all this information. They have all this information. And although like culturally for us, we're just like, you know, we think sometimes it's not good or, you know, like I said, in excess, it could be bad. But like, I don't know, in some way, I just feel like the younger generation is going to do something insane. Like, I don't know, like technology
1: wise, like creative wise. I've I've had that conversation with so many people, dude. Like the, how many people, like my, 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 my mom and dad were born in the 50s. Mm hmm. There's no fucking way that they thought that they would have a freaking mobile supercomputer in their damn hands. That's super thin, too. Yeah, that, that you can see other people. You can fucking virtually go to other places if you put it right here in front of your goddamn face. Like... There's already augmented reality, virtual reality. You got FaceTiming, you got texting, just regular even damn phone calls from anywhere in the world as long as you have a damn signal. Mm-hmm. Like what? What the hell? Like I can't even fathom what the actual technology would be, in you know, in thirty years from now. That's why I was. I had the conversation with my my son earlier that I can't wait till I'm freaking old. And I can walk into a fucking, hopefully, uh, you know what? With Amazon, there probably won't be any goddamn stores anymore in the future. But hopefully there's a a store in the future that I can walk into and be like, oh, do you have that new Batman movie on on VHS? And just see what the fuck they're going to even try to, like, come up with. If they even know what a VHS is. My son barely experienced VHSs in his life, you know? So, but, I mean, you see, like, Marvel You know, like the Iron Man movies, they have all that he has all this interactive tech Mm -hmm. and he was able to throw shit and digitally create like these programs and all this other stuff in front of him. That would probably happen. But back to the future, how way off did they have that with the flying cars? But they did have FaceTime on the on the TV, but they didn't have an LCD screen. It was still big tube TVs. So Mm. you look at stuff like that where.
0: And when did that movie come out? The no, Back to the Future, 90s, right?
1: Well, in the 80, 80 something. Oh, 80. I think it was like before I was even born. But, um, you look at look look at like someone's scientific vision of a future, and then it's like you know, would teleportation ever be a thing? You know, like for us, it's not it's like not reasonable to happen now, but it wasn't reasonable for someone in the freaking 60s to have again this smartphone in your freaking hand. These TVs that can do this that are fucking pencil thin. Like, even this TV, which is like an inch thick. Like, that's already kind of thick like yeah <laughs> that's a, that's that a fucking fat tv there's freaking there's tvs that you can roll up like a poster now and really like, yeah that, that came out a while ago like you can literally bend it yeah like you can you it, like it you can't like crisp it but you can fucking you can actually roll what it up f-
0: i didn't even know that shit existed yeah
1: yeah that's the thing like you can roll up a fucking and, and, and like it comes out and you know you can roll it out and it, there's you can display an image on it wow but that's the thing like i i I wish that I could have an idea of what we're going to be able to do. And that's, like, something that, like, my my two-year-old could come up with. That's true. Because this this dude, like, you know, I had issues with the fucking old-school Nintendo when I was, like, five and six, you know? And, you, you know, you had to blow the cartridge and put it in yep. a certain way and all this other stuff. But, like, my two-year-old can grab a Nintendo Switch, he unlocks it real quick. He can go to whatever program he wants or if he has a tablet, he knows how to swipe and access like his favorite little Netflix show. Like, he knows exactly like what type of technology to bring to me if he wants something like on, a, on the TV or, you know, and like seeing him interact with his two older siblings, it's amazing how... Um, I don't want to sound fucked up, but like advanced he is than my oldest when he was his age. Because mm. my oldest... He was, he's smart. He still is damn smart. And he was smart when he was little. But the conversations that I have with this little one now, it's way different. You know, he's able to verbalize a lot more. And I think that's because his, I think Mia has a lot to do with it too. Because mm-hmm. you have a sister that's constantly jabbering around you. You're going to pick up on this language even quicker. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's just, it's just amazing. Like there's going to be a point and I, I fucking dread it. Because, like, right now, I love video games. Like, that's like my escape from from war- the world. Like, if I can be someone else for a little bit, you know, I don't have to worry about, you know, paying bills and all this other shit for, like, you know, any of the type of stress that I may have in my life. You know, it's so that's nice. And I get to do that. But in how, how many years, this next PlayStation 5 and Xbox that are coming out or PC that are coming out, I can still utilize those and I still know how to use them. But when that next piece of tech comes out, that we're. Like, I'm just trying to like fathom what's gonna come out that my son is gonna have to be like, oh, dad, you have to you use it like this. Like, cause I mean, uh, you know, I've seen your mom struggle with a freaking smartphone. Yeah. My parents, like, and I, and like, and there's like, there's some people like my mom and dad pretty much have it down on lock now. But like I've seen, like when when they first had a smartphone, where they're just like, "Well, how do you do this?" Like the other day, I had to like help my dad change his fucking vibration setting on his phone. Mm. You know, and it's and it's something it's something small like that. But then I'm trying, I can't fathom what that technology is going to be to where I'm going to be like, how the fuck do I use this? <laughs> to where I'm where I'm going to be staring at a screen, and then Andrew's going to have to come over, or Mia or Noah is going to have to come over. Oh, what do you need? And it's like fuck, like I what what will it be that's gonna fuck up my brain to where i can't utilize it and it sucks
0: yeah, yeah it's a really interesting thing <laughs> and it's i don't know like i like i said i used to be pretty pessimistic about like technology i mean i was on like a two three-year hiatus from social media yeah I and mean, i had like i kind of kept snapchat on and off but for the
1: most part i was pretty much like out of it it's very liberating, by the way, if you actually decide to take a hiatus from social media. It's, it's, it, it's, it's kind of a way to go back to the old days where like we didn't have cell phones and stuff. I mean, you still have a smartphone, you can still contact the people that you care about, but like, it, like you know, people try to like filter social media out. And they're like, oh, I don't want to see this, so they just block people mm-hmm. or whatever, or they stop following certain pages. But to completely get rid of it completely, it's it was it's pretty it's pretty liberating we did that earlier yeah yeah.
0: i think it is and i think a lot of it has to do with how you use it yeah like the way you use it has a big thing to do with it because i had a two three-year hiatus but then when i came back because my relationship with social media wasn't good for the like towards the end of the time that i had it probably for the majority of it honestly yeah it was just i didn't recognize it but now that i come back it's like fuck. Like I see so much positive like so many benefits to it, and so much. But at the same time, it's like, like you said, like it does, it it does take some emotional part of you to to be interacting online and to be exposing yourself. And at least to me, that's how I feel. But then at the end of the day, and this is something else that I learned from Gary Vee is like you have control. Yeah. You can decide to disconnect and delete the app, and and you don't have to reply to people like if you don't want to. Like everything's. It, like in that aspect like that's in your control like if someone calls me calls me calls me te- i don't have to respond yeah i technically don't have to and um and that's kind of like the the little the whole thing with self-awareness like that's what i have now like i don't feel guilty about not replying i don't feel guilty about saying you know what for the podcast like that's actually what's been happening recently i'm like oh, i'm gonna take a, a break from posting because i was doing like three posts a week i'm like i'm gonna take a break from that because I feel like focusing on other little things. And I feel like I've been focusing on like doing that, which is more like marketing. But I want to focus more on like let's update the logo, which I did, updating the mission statement, updating, just focusing on getting in more reps like this.
1: I made it a new pin, by the way. Huh? So I'm going to need a new pin, by the way. A new pin? Yeah, the little button pin that you gave me. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, but it's just like you have complete control and like, Like I said, I I, I stopped making my three posts for a week, and I can be like, fuck, well, like, you know, I was on this good roll, and I was on this rhythm, and, like, you know, I've kind of created this, like, people are going to expect these three posts, but I'm like, it doesn't matter, bro. Like, I got to do what feels right in my heart, and, like, things are just going to turn out fine. Yeah. Like... And so that's what I've done this last couple of weeks. Like I haven't been posting, I haven't put my energy into posting and there's been more on the more little stuff to get video. And now we're on YouTube and stuff like that. And I just, I just know that I don't have to do things the way that people have always done it. You know what I'm saying? There's always, there's always suggestions as to, Oh, this is what you should do. If you want to get to 1k subscribers, this is what you should do. If you want to start up blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But it's like take all that information but then have that kind of skeptical mindset and then always remember that like you have to do it the way that feels right for you and like once you have that huge like patience mindset and if you if this is something that you're passionate about and you do see it as a long-term project whatever it might be then it's like you just take your baby steps baby steps and then all of a sudden this is from my experience it's like you just start cultivating this rhythm and this like efficiency And then there's going to be one day where I don't know, I don't give a fuck that much about making posts. Maybe one day I'm going to have enough like traction where I can just hire somebody and they could just do whatever. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just kind of funny because you think it has to go a certain way, but you do it your own way. And (laughs) And then all of a sudden everything comes out really easy.
1: And then me with my, my negative mindset already, you're like, Oh, I can have someone do it for me. But like, then, then you have to monitor that person and make sure they don't like ruin your image and all this other shit. Like,
0: Cause Cause that's just an idea though yeah like, you no know I,
1: I know but that that's 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 the, exactly what i need to stop and i'm like instead of like oh dude that's a really good idea in my yeah. head i was like what if they fuck you over like
0: yeah uh, i mean i think it's fine to have those kind of thought processes, but don't allow that to deny you like just doing what you intuitively feel yeah that that's right?
1: that's my that's my inner yeah right like working oh, you know what i mean like okay. And that's that's something that, that I need to work through.
0: So that's probably something that's... The reason you probably have that is because of what's been ingrained in your subconscious from something that happened early in your childhood. Yeah, and,
1: and I mean, you know, that's, that was just one example. You yeah. know, like, I have a lot more, but <sighs> that's, that's for me and my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the other point that I'm thinking of,
0: like, let's say that you do have this kind of skeptical or, like, overthinking uh, process, mental process... Because of, like, something that happened in your past as a younger child. What I read from the book called The Genie Within, which I've been talking about for a while because this shit's fucking, like, enlightening (laughs) me really crazy. It says, your subconscious has an infinite capacity for memory. So, in essence, like, your, your supercomputer remembers everything. Maybe you can't recollect it right now. Yeah. But we can do something. We could bring up certain sense. We could bring up certain other, like, things. And then you could technically cultivate that memory to come back up. So you, well, you understand that your subconscious has an infinite capacity for memory. But then the other thing it says, like, you can't erase things from your memory. So then if su- if you had negative affirmation, and let's say just generalize, like if people had j- negative affirmations instilled into them as a young person, you can't necessarily just erase that part of your brain. Like, oh, I'm just going to forget all that. Yeah. But what you can do, what it says in the book, because you can't erase what's happened, the only thing you can do is you can over layer positive affirmation on top of it and it's almost like a balance scale like this is all the negative stuff and it's like this because you've gotten so much negativity like you need to put enough positivity to where the it leans over to the positive so you're still going to remember those negative affirmations or those oh, yeah. negative things that people told you but because you've said i have faith in myself i am you know I, I i like to say now i'm getting to a point where i'm saying i am the best and then i fill in the blank or i am compassionate i am kind Certain things that I want to become better at, I just say I am those things. Yeah. Because your subconscious understands in the present tense. You need to right there. <laughs> your subconscious <laughs> doesn't operate in the past or the present. Your subconscious is only in the present. So if you want to communicate to it, you have to talk to it in a kind of very basic way, but it always has to be present tense. You have to say I am whatever. I am comp-. That's what I've been doing. I am compassionate, I am kind, and I swear to you, all of a sudden I've become a lot more kind and compassionate and uh, but like I said I've worked my way to get to that point like you you know if you're genuinely not happy if you genuinely don't feel good about yourself you can't just start saying I am blah 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 and then you know what I'm saying like you need to have the the therapy Uh,
1: you know that that fake it till you make it part type uh...
0: yeah you you can't you can't (laughs) you can't suppress your emotions you know if I feel like shit I feel like shit but I need to tell somebody about that so I think that's kind of like the beginning stages like talking talking do you know how much I've been fucking talking (laughs) <laughs> like not right now, but just. And I know you know this. Like you know, I wasn't ever this social. You know, I wouldn't have called you a year ago and like.
1: Yeah, you're always but you always been a lot more reserved than this. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's it's cool. It's cool seeing you develop into this. Like, like that's what I'm
0: saying. But it's just like cause I just talk all day now. Like I swear to God, I'm driving. I'm fucking freestyling. If I'm, I'm at <laughs> my, if I'm in my room, if I'm have the whole house to myself, I'm talking to myself. If I'm like, if I have a frustration, I journal. Like, I, n- I don't keep anything in my head anymore. Like, unless it's... Unless it's constructive and I'm in a peaceful mindset. Yeah. Which now, like, I can do that because I can literally... Like, my mind could actually be very chill and I have constructive mindsets. But the second it comes to a point where you feel that kind of tension coming on your neck, where you know this, this... It's just these fucking... This, like... You have these negative mind thoughts and it's just cultivating. Like, the second I feel that in the back of my neck, fuck that. Like, I'm looking for my phone to start taking down notes. Like, what's up, Christian? Like... All right, so you like, so I'm feeling this, 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 this. And then, like, I start to, like, go around them. I'm like, okay, well, like, why do you feel like that? And then I'm like, okay, well, like, you know, you message this person and they haven't replied. Like, why do you care if they haven't replied? Uh, well, it's because I'm worried that if they don't reply, that means that they think I'm probably like a dick or they think this and that. I'm like, well, then why do I give a fuck if they think I'm a dick if I know I'm not being a dick? Yeah. And I know that my intentions haven't been bad. And I'm like, oh, it's because I, I, I have an insecurity about myself and i th- and i'm worried about what he m- he or she may think and i'm like but i'm not any of those things i'm like oh okay then i don't have to be worried because i know or i'm like, not that
1: like like hearing you say this like you're never gonna go through fucking therapy like <laughs> <laughs> no. well it's just like you said you don't necessarily have to go to
0: therapy to do therapy. Yeah, and that's that's the, and i have I, gone I through therapy by the way
1: but i mean but that's great that you're able to to you know use your life lessons and or if it's if it is a like a you know, something that you did learn through there because journaling is something that they do set that, you know, a lot of people do suggest, you know, and it does help out because especially if you read over after, if you just like sprawl down what you're feeling and what happened then that day, and then you can reread it Mm -hmm. and then you can like break it down and like highlight the important feelings or whatever, like, Holy shit. It it, it changes a lot. You know, and, and that's, that's nuts right there. Like just being able to, you know, Pick up your phone and freaking jot down whatever you're feeling. Like, that's good. Like, that's freaking. Like, you should just have like, you know, you should charge people. <laughs> charge people for what? <laughs> to get them into that habit, you know. Like, I don't know. Freaking coach them into into because, like, like you said, you know, the I am confident or I am humble or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, that that all takes training. And there's you know there. There's this one, uh, it's like a triangle, and the, on, uh, what is it? It's actions, uh, thoughts and emotion, and they all point to each other. Mm-hmm. So, and it can all it can start start in any of those three, to where, you know, if you have a thought, so it's like like people with anxiety. Okay, so if like there's an action, you know, something happens, then that provokes a thought. And then those thoughts provoke your emotions and then those, promote, those emotions will provoke to, to go on to your next action. Mm-hmm. And so before you act again, you have to stop. You stop and then you think about, you know, what the hell am I really feeling and what am I going to do and how am I going to act on it? Because your next action is going to s- set off a new chain of thought. And it's going to set off a new chain of emotion. It's mm-hmm. going to set off a new chain of, of action. So they're saying like, it, in, you can stop on any of those. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a thought process, and it's like, well, how do I feel about it? And then, you know, if you can, you know, if you change the way you feel about something, it's going to change the way you react to it, or your next action in life. And the same thing, if you're like, oh, I want to do this. And then you know, then you go into your thought process right, at, right immediately before you even do the action. Well, what am what like? What's going to happen? You know, how will I think about this? How will I think this person will react, or how do I think I'm going to react to it? And then you know, you, you can go into your your emotion side, and that's that's the same thing. Like it doesn't, you know, there there is the the fake it till you make it method mm-hmm. to where even if you're not feeling confident, you tell yourself, "I am confident." You know, and just that thought alone will change your emotion on it, which change your actions throughout the day. Mm. You know, and, and that, you know, most people have said it like a lot of people have said it like, you know, you're if you're only negative, the only negative things are going to happen to you. If you're only positive, positive, a lot of positive will come back to you. And, you know, and, and it's true. Like, I've noticed that that on the days that I go into work already pissed off, it only eventually gets worse. And there's days that I go in and I'm pissed off and I end up having a really shitty day, and it's because I keep I keep keep myself in that mindset. Mm-hmm. I keep those negative thoughts. I have negative emotions, and there's negative actions and consequences to it. But it's it's like sometimes some days that like I can get to a certain point during work and I'm like, It is not that bad. Even if it's gonna get worse, I tell myself it is not that bad, and that does change my emotion. Mm-hmm. And that does change my reaction or the action of the day so I mean it and it's if anyone is listening to that you know that's that's hard to fucking work on you know and because sometimes you feel fucking stupid just stopping you know like they tell you to stop and like how the fuck do you stop yourself first of all and then if you and like some people don't aren't comfortable having that inner monologue where they can like seriously look at themselves and be like, dude, you're acting stupid right now. Or you do deserve to feel this way at the moment. You know? And that, that's the thing. Like you said, it's not, not an easy thing to do. It's, you know, you don't just start it and then it freaking works. You have to practice it just like you will with anything else. Mm -hmm. with The perfect practice, you know?
0: And I think like you saying that the thing that came to mind is like, because everyone's at a different stage in their life, mental capacity, Let's just emphasize on that. Because I think physical is like, that's really important. But that's mental, spiritual, that's kind of like the fundamental, right?
1: Yeah, you know, especially when someone is pudgy, like... <laughs> yeah, <that's> not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for not talking about the
0: physical part. <laughs> 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 but like this is kind of something that I've been thinking about and I was just visualizing right now. Like if someone's mentally not doing well and they try to figure it out all on their own. It's like if you had someone who just broke their legs. They, you know, they let's say someone got burnt and they try to recover all by themselves. Oh yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be very very difficult, nearly impossible. Your your body is gonna let's say if you broke a bunch of bones and you don't get help, it's gonna all come in different pieces, and you know you might be able to heal, but it's gonna be very difficult, and there might be certain consequences that will make your life even difficult after. So what I think about is like there's nothing wrong with being. In a really bad place in your life, like everyone's in different places in their life. You just have to acknowledge at what kind of what kind of mental place are you at, and then understand like if you're in a really bad place, like it's okay to get help. It's okay to get help because like I said, it's as if, if you if you're physical, you're physical and you're mental, I feel like there's actually a lot of correlations. Oh, yeah. Like I said, if you're physical, if you just broke your leg, like it'd be very hard to get on by yourself. But if you were to get someone to help you, you could do really well. You could recover. Everything would be healthy. So, if you're in a really bad mental place, get a therapist, ask for help, talk to your friends and ask them, like, I need to talk, yeah. you know, because maybe now, you know, when you're in a better place, you don't necessarily need to reach out and I don't need to, maybe I don't need to go see a mental therapist right now. But it just depends on the context of the situation. But, like I said, like, you just have to have like the mindset that like it's okay to feel whatever the hell you feel and it's okay to ask for help and like you know get that help and like everyone's at a different stage in their life. And the thing that kind of motivates me is that let's say for instance I could retrospect on my collegiate career and I'm like fuck I had all this dysfunctional movement. I fucking like my I have a I have a fucking tight calf and like I had terrible form. And, uh, like, I could have been so much more successful if I would have just learned how to have good mechanics from a younger age. And if I would have had all the knowledge that I have right now, I could do that. I could look at it that way. Or I can be like, you know what? Well, the reason I'm currently so motivated as to sharing my story and to getting happy is maybe because I had so much suffering and had so much darkness in my life in those particular instances. So people who suffer suffering, who go through a lot of dark times and difficulty... Once once they make the decision that they want to get better, and then let's say they're able to get better, then they have an experience and a story that not very many people can tell. And that is fucking so powerful that it's like, you know, that's why I like I love this quote by Bruce Lee, and it's literally motivated me through so much. <laughs> Do not pray for an easy life, pray for the strength to endure a difficult one. Like if you can persevere through a fucking difficult ass life, you have so much experience and wisdom that people who haven't been through difficulty they can't they can't actually they can't explain that they don't know what it feels like yeah and so that's kind of my motivation for all the struggles in my life I'm like fuck like I've struggled but I know that I'm gonna use that I can use that to my advantage that's passion that's emotional content I've suffered so I've appreciation I have that emotional content to want to share my story. And I think that's why a lot of people have careers in things in which they've personally suffered themselves. Oh yeah. Right. Isn't that what a lot of people do?
1: No. And that that's why like, like, um, you know, my wife had a shitty ass childhood. So she decided like she wanted to go into social work to that, that way she can try to help someone out, you know, help others into like, you know, either better their life or, you know, anything like that. And, and, you know, sometimes she'll have a tough day where like, she doesn't feel like she's fucking helping anybody, you mm-hmm. know? But it's it's all that self doubt thing, but I really like your point where it's you know, about the broken leg thing, you know, like that's that's something that I I'm probably gonna use later in the future about uh like so someone's going through a tough time like hey man you can seek help or you can talk to someone and they're like no it's okay and it's like if you have a broken leg you'd go to the damn hospital like it's obvious
0: because that's not so abstract like mental you think it's abstract people tell you like you don't know for sure if it's real because you can't see it's not tangible yeah and
1: that's the thing and and, you know as as we get old like you know more advanced in the society and stuff like that you know you you do like you know talk about like mental health awareness because like back in the day it, and like even, even now a lot of the times it's like, Oh, he's being a pussy, Mm -hmm. you know, or like, Oh, you're being fucking stupid or you don't need to feel that way. And it's just like, Oh, you don't need to feel that way. Get over it. And you're kind of like, well, what the fuck? Like I feel this certain way. And, and there's like a stigma, especially if you're a freaking man to try to get Mm -hmm. fucking help like going to a goddamn therapist. because like, you know, you know it's it's fucking kind of sad but like as an american culture you have women who are able to you know talk talk to each other and open up mm-hmm. but it's you know it's viewed a masculine for male for like men to like fucking you know talk about their feelings or talk about going to therapy or talk about how they're feeling or talk about their anxiety or their sadness or anything like that you know you know because you know a lot of people are still now with the like the type of like Macho machismo type fucking attitude where like, well, I can't cry, or I can't show this weakness, or I can't you know talk to someone about this because I don't want to look like a little bitch. Mm-hmm. And I it's fucked up. And I'm and I'm glad that you know, I'm glad that I that I got over that of, of myself because I still have I still know people that are like I don't need therapy. But like I look at them like dude you're kind of fucked up mm-hmm. like yeah. like how. How can you say that you've been through, you know, certain, you know, certain things in your life and you never really talked to anybody about it? Or like if, you know, sure, you might feel like okay now, but like, you know, I, you know, people have had fucking anxiety breakdowns, you know, or like they fucking have a panic attack because they've just been bottling shit up for such a long time that their mind is just like, dude, like you know, you haven't been working on me at all. Like, so we're just going to fucking melt down right now. I want to make you think you're having a fucking heart attack, but it's just really, you know, your body just like fucking saying like, fuck it. Let's listen to your brain. Like you need help. So I I think it's sad that uh, a lot of too many, uh, too many people in this world go through that. And too many people live in that denial too. Like of, you know, fuck, I cut myself. Let me put a bandaid. But what if you have a shitty day? And you don't talk to about it, about anybody, about yourself, or you don't write it out. It's the same thing as it's just a, not being abandoned and not you're cleaning g- you. You're just bleeding out, and your the mental part of your brain is just bleeding out mm-hmm. without any help, and you're going to get a fucking stupid scar because you didn't want to put a fucking neosporin on it, which is could have as easily has been just talking to someone about it or freaking seeking mental help if it's something that's serious. you know. So, so.
0: Damn, dude, that analogy is so fucking good now. <laughs> like, they're comparing the physical to the mental. Like, it's such a good analogy. it's humble, I- Christian. <laughs>
1: no, Damn, no, I'm just saying. Great. That was like, that's great. Like that's no, a genius. No, 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 no,
0: no. <laughs> no, but, like, at the same time, like, I'll... Like I know, I told you that about the humility thing and all that, and not taking too much of the positive. But like, this is me being hyped on my own shit. No, that's it's, that's good. You dude. know, like, cause yeah, because when you
1: said that, I was like, dude, that's a fucking good thing. Because the like my main like because uh, I I try to come up with like analogies or similes for for certain shit, you know. And I'm like, like myself, like when it comes to my weight, and like I, I fluctuate a lot. I'll fucking drop down to 240, come back to 260, go down to 240, go back to 260, and like, there's like. I keep telling myself, like, dude, like, you're okay now, uh, you know. And I and I see it's it's like when it comes to the physical shit. Like, there's people that are like, oh, yeah, I'm obese, but you know, I have good cholesterol and I don't have high blood pressure and all this other stuff. My my, you know, simile or analogy to that is, if you have a truck. That's that says it can pull a fucking trailer full of horses. Or the, there's that one the I can't remember if it was the the Toyota or whatever. It can pull the fucking space shuttle. Right? Sure. It can pull that much. Or you can put so you can put a fucking ton of bricks in the in the bed and you're able to to complete your job. But what I'm doing to my body, or what other people are doing to their body, is every day they're loading their truck full of fucking bricks. So Sure, my car runs great for this year, and every day I've had this goddamn load of trucks, but how much wear and tear are you putting on your engine, which is your fucking heart? How much wear and tear is, like, the oil, your blood, you know, like, is going, like, it, like, it all will compound down to it. Like, I have a shitty fucking right knee. I have a, I have Achilles tendonitis, tendonitis in my left uh, fucking foot. You know, like, I start getting tennis elbow every once in a while, and I'm like, fuck, dude, like, if I were to, you know focus more on the physical aspect of my health instead of just like, you know, cause right now I'm like, okay, focus on me. I have my, my me time. But like, if I put more focus on that, then I won't have to worry about fucking possibly getting diabetes. The diagnosis in my late fifties, you know, I don't to worry. I can worry less about fucking a heart attack or fucking stroke or freaking cancer developing because, you know, I'm fucking just like put the fucking ton of bricks every day into my fucking truck bed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think either way, like in order to get into, well, I don't, I don't really know this. Like that's a fascinating. That's the thing that I'm just getting mind blown. The thing that I'm really working on right now is like being fucking patient as fuck. Yeah. Cause like, dude, like sometimes people will tell me shit, and it's like right away I'm like, fuck, like fuck that. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I have my thing that I feel is good, and then someone starts telling me something. Like let's say it was my brother. That happens pretty often, and I love it because it pushes me to fucking be more and more open-minded because if if I the only people I talk to would only agree with me then it would have never really helped me grow that much No, yeah, that's... it's good to get people who listen and validate you or whatever but to always well, you have ne- keep... you never grow that way that's exactly. the
1: same thing like you know when it like, like okay for example like you have all like the stuff about like you know people being racist or anti Semitic, or fucking, you know, homophobic, or whatever. What was the
0: second word? Anti Semitic? Yeah, anti
1: Semitic. Well, like you know, a hatred towards Jewish people. Oh, okay. You know, like Hitler and stuff like that, or people that are like, oh, fuck Jews, or, you know, they, they call people Jew, like Jew boy, or some shit. Like, you know, something that's fucking, like, super fucked up to the Jewish people. But, um, you know, if you, again, like, it, for, for example, like, you know, you grow up in a culture where that shit is okay it doesn't mean it's fucking okay. And you don't get to grow if you don't fucking develop your, you know, Mm. if you look at it, because like, you know, with all the political shit that I see on Facebook and I have people who are like on the far right of stuff, on the far left, there's people in the middle, there's people like, you know, whatever. I hardly see a lot of, I hardly see any people listen to each other or respect other people's viewpoints. You know, like, if I were like, I love guns. You know, you put, I love guns on the fucking internet. Someone could lose their fucking mind instead of, well, why do you or whatever? Or even the fact that like, Oh, this person has an opinion. I don't like, I can get into a discussion about it. But the, but at the end of the day, I'll let him do that instead of trying to fucking silence that person completely. And that is like, you know when you said like you know you have your brother and he pushes you to open your mind mm-hmm. like that's good that you have that mindset because i see so much closed mindedness from everyone in this fucking world you know like um you know like you know how you, you ask people like if you know if you if you have like the ability to talk to everyone in the world you know like one of my things I was thinking about earlier, and I was like, fuck, what if you asked me that? You know, yeah, I was going to. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, when it comes to that, I'm like, it's important to have your own opinion, but that does not mean your opinion is that important.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, you don't have to shove it down God's, people's freaking f- mouths. You don't have to, like, force them to listen to you. You can put it out there if you want. You don't have to put it out there. But the thing is is like can you take a step back and respect and listen to someone else's other opinion without getting mad? And if you do get mad, why does it make you mad? That triangle, dude. Emotion, why do, why does it make you think this way? Why does it make you feel this way? How are you going to react to it? You know, and I I feel that people need to do that in order to grow as a society and as a togetherness within your family. If you, you if we have different thoughts, like We have family that, you know, If I see our our family's Facebook posts, you know, and I have people that are, like, hardcore conservative in our family, and we have people that are really, like, liberal and all this other stuff, and it's like, I don't, I don't, I won't, when it comes to those people, I don't see them being able to talk to each other. Hmm. Like, I would hope that I'm fucking wrong, because myself, I'm, like... I have viewpoints that fall on both ends of the spectrum when it comes to the freaking political stuff. And I respect that these people have their views and I respect that they are vocal about it, but I'm not going to go and shoot them down. I'm not going to post just talking straight shit about another group of people or another people who have a different political view. Like, cause I feel that that just damp- dampens it. That just causes a conflict because if I post something that's in your face and like I either laugh about it or like whatever, but without without trying to bring in your opinion, because that's I understand how, it. Yeah, that, that's that I see like I've seen people just get blocked or fucking deleted or like they're like, you know, I've had conversations with people like, oh, I'm just going to unfollow this person because I don't care about their view. I'm like dude, I, I sometimes hate the way my fucking Facebook feed looks. But I don't unfriend people and I don't fucking unfollow them because like for like for trivial reasons of like, oh, shit, you know, they support abortion or oh, man, they don't support abortion. Like there's so much when it comes to that to like just to be able to have either conversation or if you choose not to have a conversation. But if you can just sit back and respect that this person has a viewpoint on wearing a mask or not fucking wearing a mask and you can try to underst- you try to understand their viewpoint instead of criticizing them i think that would be like the better thing to do for someone like either and for yourself too because mm-hmm. if, if if you're constantly like fuck that person like you are just bringing that negativity back into your own life
2: mm-hmm.
1: because as much as you know as some people don't like to hear that but like if you're offended by someone else saying something like that's within you, mm-hmm. because I've had people call me fucking names, and there's times that I've taken offense, and there's times that I just kind of shrug it off. And I think that's what a lot of people need to do. They find if they find something offensive, take a look at why they are offended by it. Is it because who said it? Are is that person important to you? If they're not important to you, why the hell is it offending you at all? Do you personally know this person? Do you personally interact with this person on everyday thing? Like I have people that I haven't seen in years and they post sometimes. they post some shit. I'm like, God damn. But then I look at it and I'm like, okay, well that's just them. Mm -hmm. And I, I, and I, I, I don't see enough of that between in, in people. I see more of the, of the conflict because it's so easy to type in a response and hit send. There's been multiple times where I've typed in responses and then I, fucking take it like that extra second and I deleted because I'm like, what is the point of sure? I may have a difference of opinion, but what is the point to go on to someone else's fucking shit and shit on what they believe? You know, just fucking throw that fucking little carry act on there, bro. Like whatever. I care that you have this opinion. I, I support you. Like, I still love and respect you as a human being. But I don't see that shit a lot of the times. Especially if you go into these fucking random comments where people are just attacking different people from different parts of the world. Like if you were in a fucking room you would not be that fucking ballsy. If you were in a what? If you were in the room with that person. Oh yeah. Yeah,
0: no. I think <laughs> I think um I think uh yeah, it's like it's it's first listening to somebody. I'm I'm his, I'm sitting here I'm listening to you Yeah And then once I hear What you've said You know Then I'm like Okay well This is what I think And then Because I think It's important to then re- I think it's important To elaborate your own point To them as well Oh yeah Because then the other person Can be like Oh shit Like you're fucking right Or right? I never saw it In that perspective Or like you The conversation Can go on for a while And then they end up be, You might be the one That's like Oh shit No I I, I get what you're Trying to say now Yeah um so i think it could be beneficial for both but i think again why is it that a lot of us don't like to have those interactions because it involves emotions right like like me commenting on somebody's story which let's say my beliefs are actually quite contrary you know there's a there's a degree of emotion that (laughs) that's gonna be there when you ask them you know it's, it's your whole ego and like this whole thing But I find it that the more you practice what you're suggesting to to listen, and to be open-minded, and to respect, the more you do that, eventually you don't even feel that much emotion off of it. Yeah. It just becomes regular. Like, oh, why do you believe that? Oh, this, this, and this. Oh, have you ever thought about this? Da-da-da-da-da. Like, you know, and the other person may respond emotionally, upset, blah blah blah. But, like, once you kind of practice that enough, it's like all of a sudden, like, your emotions aren't necessarily, like, they don't move too much. But... That's why I said like I think I mentioned suffering earlier like inevitably I think everyone's going to suffer but you might as well suffer on the path to be more open-minded on the path to be more loving on the path to be more kind because then ultimately like you said it it all ends up reciprocating onto yourself. You're more open-minded to other people you're more considerate you're more respectful like all of a sudden more people are going to be attracted to you. And it's just like this big circle. And like I said, but it's fucking challenging. Oh yeah. You know, like you have to challenge yourself to have the patience to actually listen to someone when they're saying some shit from, let's say from the first five seconds, you're like, fuck this person. Like, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. There's that initial reaction
1: that you always have to try to get past. Yeah. And, and you know, my, my main thing is like when I entered into therapy and to like, to try to, for self betterment was for my kids. And, you know, it's for myself, but like, I was like holy shit like they literally will they see me every day and i interact with them and if i can't gauge my emotions if i can't become a healthier person for myself you know like we had when we had the the that conversation with andrew like you need to know that we are there for you you need to know that you have someone to talk to you know or express whatever you need to express to either one of us or to anybody out in the freaking world like you're able to do that and like i don't know like that self-betterment and that that getting over that initial reaction like cause sometimes i'm like i just want to tell these kids to shut the fuck up <laughs> like, <laughs> like holy shit man like you know but like other like earlier you know uh when you're setting this up and noah was like you know playing with the stuff and trying to like, grab the microphone, like you gave him some stern looks and he like backed away a little bit, but at the same time, like it's okay to be curious. I just don't want him breaking shit, mm-hmm. you know, like I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, stifle any of their, you know, personal feelings. And then if they have personal feelings, I need to, I need to work on myself so that if they have an opinion in later on in the future, that differs from mine. Or if they want to do something in life, that's just kind of like off the wall I have to learn how to be able to do that. And if I can give them my opinion and I can listen to theirs and we can have a proper discussion about it, you know, again, it's important to have my opinion, but it doesn't mean that it's going to be that important to them, mm. especially if they're their own person, mm. you know, like, uh, but I don't, I'm, I have to humble myself to know that, like, Although I'm trying to guide them, if they're going to make a decision in life that ultimately is going to be them and it's going to be them that needs to either face the consequences or reap all the reward. If they want to thank me, if they're like, hey, thanks dad for being supportive, then that's okay. If they don't, then that's okay too. Because like, regardless, like it's stupid. Like when it comes to like, when it comes to children, like I'm stupid proud when it comes to like Noah, like, I, I told him that this is a microphone, but he doesn't fucking use a microphone, but he knew what to do. He was like trying to talk into, he was like yeah. super close to it and trying to talk into. It. <laughs> but the fact that like, he's already like, you know, expressing himself in those, those ways. And like, I don't know, man, like, yeah, whatever. So I'm going to stop talking. I need to, a... <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, let's see, what are we at? <laughs> I don't know.
0: I don't know. We we have to be... I'm going to take a guess. Let's both take a guess. Don't look. Don't look. I'm going to take a guess right about an hour 16.
1: Hour 16? I feel like it's... I. The time has gone by, but I feel like we're getting closer to like an hour 45. And I feel like, holy I shit. Think you might. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, we'll see. I said 116 without thinking too much. And usually the subconscious operates that way. But it probably... <laughs> it probably... We'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, you already answered. You pretty much you're into the podcast you already knew the last question that i usually ask so i thought this legit i think it was probably the most natural podcast i've had definitely one of the funnest one of the most insightful i feel like you had so many good points and
1: i don't know because like man i feel like i fucking ramble on nah
0: dude trust me you did fucking great (laughs) just fucking trust (laughs) and the other thing is like um damn what the fuck am i gonna say uh Well, yeah, the dynamic between both of us, like obviously we're cousins, so we know each other pretty well, but yeah, you just had a lot of cool things to say and it was, it was a very natural experience because like I said, you also know about the podcast and you, I've, you know about the new kind of mission statement change and yeah. I thought everything was cool. And there was another point that I was going to make, but I can't remember. But you know what? Who gives a fuck, right? <laughs> <laughs> Later on, you're like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> nah. um, but yeah, thank you, Kevin, so much for being on the podcast. I um, like I said, it was a very insightful experience for me. And I I'm, I feel very confident that it will be very insightful for whomever listens to this. Like, who cares how many, but just whomever listens to
1: this, I feel very confident that they'll like it. Um, uh, if if you've stayed for the whole thing, I just want to say baloney, and platypus, <laughs> baloney and platypus. Okay. No, it's it's. I just told my wife that like, I don't know. Uh, it, it's like it's like kind of like a code type th- th- type of thing. Like, you know, like oh, like if you had an evil twin show up all of a sudden, like that would be like one of the things I would say, and then she would know that's me.
2: Mm. So yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. So I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope everyone, anyone who listens to this, I hope you're having a wonderful day wherever, whenever you are listening yeah. to this. And uh oh, this is the, this is the point I was gonna make. See, I knew it would there come we go. back, bro. I just I wanted to waste time with the baloney Okay, shut up. So I have to say it. <laughs> so the wonderful thing I was gonna say is like. We just had this very intimate conversation and I actually learned a lot about Kevin, his family, his life experience, a lot of insightful tips. And it's just so funny because I've known him my whole fucking life. But I've never had a conversation to this level of depth nor this level of like, I feel like value they've been able to gain in such a brief amount of time. And it's that's why I want to bring awareness to the idea that like. You know, have a deep conversation, have those one-on-one conversations, and if it, if it means you want to start your own fucking podcast and that's what holds you accountable to do it, then fucking do it. And that's really one of the reasons actually why I started this podcast and why I was so excited because it's like, it's going to hold me accountable to always push myself to be more open-minded, to hear a unique perspective, and... I've been saying this, but when you put on these headphones, when you when the mic's going, when you hear so, it's a different environment. We're in this level of flow that you it's very hard to come by when you don't have this. Yeah, it's, on. it's
1: it's actually it's different. It's right? really fucking cool. I'm not gonna lie. It does change it because like before, <laughs> before I might have been like more more enticed to grab my phone real quick or yeah. like or I you know I I can barely hear what's going on out there because you know uh, my, my my wife has her sister here, but like it's it's like. T- I don't know. It, it, it is. It's a whole new level. Like fuck, man. Like, is this how I should be having conversations with people? Like, just buy I, a whole setup just to yeah, talk with your wife. Like, like when I go when I go walking with my wife, like we're there, but like you know, we hear the cars passing by, but I don't hear her directly like funneling into my brain. So I, I this is this is freaking cool, man. Like, it. it I mean, if if like like he said, if you want to have a deeper conversation with someone, like even in your family, like. Cause I've 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 tried to spread my wisdom like especially when I was younger and I and I you know my my cousin said that you know I pi- I picked him up and when we go on the hikes I did try to like give him advice or like talk about like some of the stuff that was going in my life but like I wish we had these fucking headphones. <laughs> it's, just a, it's a it's it's a it's a lot it's a big difference different experience but like you know he said if if creating a podcast is an, is a way to. Uh, have that deep conversation with someone in your life, then fucking do it. Even if you do not post it.
0: Exactly.
1: You know, if, if it's something like, hey, I want to record this, you know, and we can have this conversation and you guys can be truly candid. Like, I mean, I had purposely withheld like certain things and I haven't gone too, too deep. There's a lot of... some There's <sighs> there's some shit, bro, that <laughs> I can get into. But I mean, like, it, it it's nice. It, it feels like we are in like in each other's like headspace a little bit you know like this this is a great experience like
0: yeah and another just uh the subconscious keeps coming back to me i think one of the things that helps captivate our attention and develop this flow is because first off we're wearing the headphones so audio wise we're really emphasizing the noise yeah and then plus because we do have this certain level of difficulty in the sense that we're recording this video <laughs> audio like we're where it's a certain level of difficulty which puts us into that flow state yeah and there has to be some degree of difficulty and structure and we've developed that structure you know me having the podcast the name the idea we you know what i'm saying um so you, you just have to create structure i think the reason we can have this level of depth conversation is because there's a degree of structure yeah. so maybe in your household you just say every wednesday evening It's talk night or whatever the fuck you want to say. Oh, yeah. You make that a a, a theme and you say, okay, every Wednesday, we're going to have an hour minimum. where We're all going to sit down and talk about anything. You know, I think the only the reason we're having this kind of thing is because of flow, the idea of flow. And if you understand that you need to have a right amount of difficulty and anxiety, we're being a little bit vulnerable. We're sharing certain things that we haven't. And, you know, I was a little bit nervous before starting this, but I know that's what helped me. That's what's helped us kind of capitalize. Oh, yeah. Is that sense of kind of. Kind of intensity. So that's what I had to say, but that's my last thing. (laughs) Uh, uh, But that's it, you guys. All right, peace out. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I look forward to many more. Bye. (laughs) Yo, 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 yo. All right, that was just me testing that the mic's actually working, and I'm going to keep that because fuck it. It's funny, it's authentic, and that's what I said I'd do in the introduction. But, anyways, um, for whoever listened to the entirety of the podcast, a big round of applause for you. Nah, I'm just kidding. But yeah, big hug. I appreciate you listening all the way through. <laughs> um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found some value. Uh, if you want to stay tuned with um, some of the content that I post online, go to T-A-O-H podcast on Instagram. That's the handle T-A-O-H podcast on instagram it used to be taoh experience but i changed it to podcast just because this is a podcast uh but yeah look it up on there i I, uh i'm really just kind of playing around with the content but i always put like a picture and like video and i'm starting to do more a lot a lot of cool stuff on there and if you want to keep up keep up to speed with what's going on if you want to be on the podcast email me at theartofhumanpodcast at gmail.com Or you can direct message me at the Instagram account that I told you already. But yeah guys, I mean, that's pretty much it man. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Go out there, live your life. And one thing actually that I just came, uh, that I just uh, realized the other day, I was doing a run and um, I realized that I think the, the, the thing that makes a person happy, this is my opinion from my point of view, from my life experience... Is being your best every single fucking day. And I'm going to actually do a whole podcast on this because I can go on for a long time. And this is like the extra for this podcast. So I don't want to go for too long. But basically, it's like be your best every fucking day and you're going to be happy. And when I say be your best, I mean do whatever the fuck you feel like you need to do to, to, to have that balanced lifestyle. So if you need to be more disciplined, train on your discipline. If you feel like you need to be more physically active, be more physically active. If you feel like you need more mental therapy, reflection, journaling, freestyling, poetry, do that. If you feel like you need more time with friends, you feel like you need a better rela- better the relationship with your parents. If you feel like you're in a toxic relationship, you need to get out of it. But you have to do what's, What's you being at your best And you being at your best Is not always the fucking hardcore shit It's not always the working out It could be that You know what I've been going pretty fucking disciplined And I need to go out And hang out with my friends I need a fucking party I need to get lit I need a. I need to have sex You know Anything Anything that you feel like you need To be at your best That's what you need to do And that's what's gonna make you happy Not just I'm gonna be disciplined as fuck And I'm You know what I'm saying Being at your best is To do the things that are extremely relevant to your soul that's just my quick little highlight i hope you got kind of pumped on that if if you listen to the entirety of this extra and the podcast like goddamn send me a fucking dm and i'll and i'll send you some shit (laughs) all right all right peace out oh and uh yeah i'm your host sapien (laughs) all right yeah i'm your host sapien bye 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 art of human Woo.